What is up, gamers? Welcome back to another episode of um, your favorite podcast, uh, the Aggressively Okay podcast. Uh, it's me, Joe. Um, I'm back again with uh, my uh, co-host and uh, father. Yeah, Adam Zadorius. Um, one would say I am... Uh... No, we're not talking about the sun this week i don't know why he's gonna go with that. um i haven't seen that movie joey has uh and we're not doing a putt on it mm-hmm. because i don't care um but yeah no adam joe um and you the listener you know it's an intimate little space we have here uh this is a room of secrets you know whatever is said here stays here yeah. so you know if you're listening to the pod and we're talking about like the whale or fu- some fuck shit but you want to like yell your trauma at us we won't tell anybody mm-hmm you know yeah too and also fine. if we say some some backward shit keep your mouth shut you know yeah you know like don't don't give into that cancel culture garbage you know like if i say something like natiri is hot like don't mm-hmm. don't don't post that on twitter like don't yeah don't 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 tell anybody i said that because this is you know when you listen to the pod not only is it a sacred space and you should spiritually honor it i do contractually obligate all my listeners to sign an nda before they click mm. listen on AOK. So just try to honor that before we And if you haven't signed the NDA, just by clicking play you have signed it. Uh it's kind of a terms and service type beat. Exactly. Yeah. So it's it's actually like non-binding. Like you cannot you cannot break this uh contract uh, mm-hmm. no matter what. And we actually like um when you press play it scans your fingerprint um and tracks your IP so we know where you are uh, at all times. So um without that being said, uh Joey Babylon Damien Chazelle's new movie. Uh, you know, another guy who signed our NDA. Very mm-hmm. nice guy. Very complicit. Um, and he's made, I would say, two masterpieces. I'm not talking Babylon yet. I'm talking pre-Babylon. We got Whiplash, Mala Land. I mean, would you agree? Masterpieces? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say so. And also, I want to say, when we talk about Babylon, we are not talking about the capital city of ancient Babylonian Empire, um, which Wait, famously fell. Uh, so no. I don't want, I don't want you guys to think we're talking about that. Wait, I thought that's what we were talking about. Uh, well, no, I think the title is kind of like a, like a met, like kind of like a, like a, like it's kind of like a metaphor. Mm, okay. All right. I, I see the confusion. Mm-hmm. Um, like La La Land is kind of like that. We're like La La Land is kind of like, you know what I mean? Like, it, you know what I mean? Yeah, I know exactly what you're saying, man. And like Whiplash, uh, it's kind of like, he's, he's kind of like. Like, I feel like, like, kind of the title kind of, like, reflects kind of, like, what the movie is in a weird way, and kind of, like, a, like, a yeah. cute way. Yeah, yeah, you know, like, when I saw Whiplash for the first time, I, the ticket taker told me, you know, it's not about Mickey Rourke. I'm like, well, mm-hmm. fuck, like, should I stay? He's like, yeah, man, it's a pretty good movie. And I was like, okay, mm-hmm. all right, all right. Um, but, yeah, when you I know, saw that... First Man, they were like, this is not about, this is not, like, a Captain America, like, First Avenger type thing. Well, I thought it was like a live action remake of Early Man, but mm-hmm. um, then I, I I was sadly mistaken when I saw yeah. that. Yeah, and I think um, I too I thought also I thought there it would be kind of like a like an end credit scene. You'd find out it was actually a sequel to Year One as well. Dude, that'd be but, fucking epic. But no, of course, Damien Chazelle's in liberal Hollywood now, so he wouldn't allow that to happen. Yeah, this more like liberal land, frankly. <laughs> lib lib land. Um, lib, I lib, shit lib <laughs> land, so to speak. Uh, and scene. Uh, Babylon. I. 
Uh, I like when we just riff for like a good portion of it. Um, mm. Except I'm being deadly serious. Yeah, uh, I mean, the woke mob won't be happy about that, but... Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, but Whiplash, La La Land, I would say both are 10 out of 10s in my book. Um, First Man, I really like. I have not rewatched it. I saw it once in theaters. Uh, really liked it. Never saw it again. Um, haven't really had the urge to either, which you can take that however you will, but I still think it's a pretty good movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Babylon has been one that I've been like... Uh, I-, I was excited for it, but I was... I don't know. I just didn't have as much hype for it as I did like a La La Land or a Whiplash, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's like, a, I, I'm huge fans of, of Whiplash and La La Land. I mean, there was, a, there was a spell of my life where that was my favorite movie. Um, and uh, I still think it is definitely one of my favorites of all time. Uh, and uh, as with Whiplash, um, but it was weird with this one. I, li- I like First Man a lot. Um, there's, I know, I don't like it as much. There's people who really, really love that movie. Uh, I'm not quite as drawn to it as they are, but I still really enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this one, it was kind of a weird. You think that it's kind of a, you know, a Damien Chazelle uh, Hollywood-based movie has this crazy ensemble cast. You'd kind of expect it to kind of be, you'd expect to be more anticipated for it, anticipating it than it, than I was. But uh, I don't know. I just haven't. I mean, I, 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 this movie's being advertised a lot too. I just, don't, I don't know why. I just, I didn't have the 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 Babylon bug. Yeah, and I mean, like, it's not to say I was, like, dreading it or anything. I just wasn't, like, hyped out of my mind for it. Um, but, I like, mm-hmm. I knew I'm, like, okay, I'm going to see it. I'll probably get excited in the theater, like, when I finally, like, sit down to watch it. And, um, you know, we saw it together. We went to see it in a, a Dolby Cinema Press screening. Um, and, yeah, like, the excitement definitely hit, like, when we got to the mm-hmm. theater. I was, like, okay, we're going to see the new Damien Giselle movie. Like, th- this will be th- – like, I'm excited, you know? And Well, um, when, well they – this kind of uh... – uh, some they they were screening it in Dolby too, which I was like, oh, I didn't realize that it was like a this a movie that did, that could be seen on a screen like that. I didn't because it's like they're not going to screen like Mrs. Harris goes to Paris in Dolby, you know what I mean? But like this, yeah. I, I was like, oh, this is so this is a bigger kind of event scale movie. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. Like I I was thoroughly surprised that it was in Dolby that night. And um, when you watch the movie, uh, you'll and this is non spoilers because we're gonna post this before the movie comes out. Um, but we are going to like generally talk about it like from the opening scene. And I don't want to spoil like what all happens in the opening, but like the opening, I was just like a 20, 25 minute opening scene. Like it goes on for a fucking while. Mm-hmm. And it's just like the scale of this thing is so immersive and massive from the moment it starts where I'm like, I would like pay to see this in IMAX or Dolby or anything. Like it is so, it's such a gargantuan epic mm-hmm. that you are truly like, I don't know how this was funded, but like in a good way, like it, it truly is one of those, they don't make these anymore kind of movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's a, uh, it too, it's, it's like, it's such a, it, you know, it, it feels like it's a, I mean, it's like, what is it? It's, 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 does it hit three hours or is it just under three? It's right at three. It's like three Oh two, I think without credits or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it kind of it does kind of have that kind of old. I mean, it is a movie about kind of old Hollywood, but I mean, the not like it does kind of feel. I mean, the t- Babylon with the title and how kind of big and scale and kind of extravagant the movie is. It does have this like feeling of like a like a Ben Hur or like a Spartacus, where it's like this is a real epic. This is a true epic on every sense of the word. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it, not- it's. Uh, I mean, I think it it works incredibly well. Uh, I think he completely. Uh, it's it, there's a lot there's so many like spinning plates here 
Uh, and he just, I think he really kind of, uh, I didn't know that this was the type of movie that he kind of had. I didn't know he necessarily had this type of film in him. Uh, it definitely feels like a Damien Chazelle movie, but I wouldn't pin him for like the this kind of like high octane, fucking overwhelming, uh, kind of dis disillusioning type of uh, kind of Scorsese esque kind of rise and fall story, you know? Yeah, no, hundred percent. Like I think uh, the biggest thing about this movie that I that's so impressive about it is like the cast, truly. Like the cast is so massive it, it, it is so like a movie where like every five seconds you're like holy shit it's him it's her it's them like mm-hmm. like every single like every scene there's somebody new and there's someone like there's some extravagant thing going on like and another thing i love about this movie is like the pure audacity of it like there is so much like here that should not work to any capacity there is so much here that is like so fundamentally like outrageous and Mm -hmm. he does he's not afraid to like let scenes go on for like 15 20 minutes like there are some long sequences in this movie that i think a lot of like normal moviegoers will be kind of turned off by um it's a lot like licorice pizza or like wolf of wall street in that way where like i remember like watching those in theaters and though i think like licorice pizza pushed it was well over two hours i remember and then like wolf of wall street obviously is like i Mm -hmm. think that's three hours um so like you know those are movies that i remember just having like a lot a lot of like really long scenes like just like a lot of really long takes and like long shots and like you're sitting there like as a person that goes to the movies often you're like this is fucking awesome but i wonder how like a regular moviegoer will feel and that's another thing i don't know how like most people feel about this movie i think Mm -hmm. it is so ambitious and so I say messy in a way where I think not everything a hundred percent, like it's not like he's surefire, like 10 out of 10, like there and done. Like, I think there's discussion to be had about like small things that don't work necessarily. But that being said, it's so ambitious and so like unique that you can't like, I think honestly the messiness is part of the charm. Like even like the small flaws that I have with it, I don't, like I recognize them, but I don't necessarily like they don't bug me, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like any movie that's three hours with this kind of scale and this kind of cast, it's bound to be a little messy, right? Like it's bound to be like a little sporadic, a little all over the place. And I think that's kind of the point. Like mm-hmm. there's so much going on here and it's almost outrageous to say that you need a second viewing to really, because <laughs> that's six hours of your life. But I, I do, I think I need a second viewing and I haven't, uh, we got the, I got a digital screener for it. So I need to actually like watch it again. But I, I, I watched like the last, the first 40 minutes again. And I'm like, this is incredible. Like, just like mm. it's, it, this is a masterpiece. Yeah. It's like, it's just, uh, it's so, it, it, it does kind of have that, um, Kind of, it does. I I do. I mean, I, I'm like a huge fan of of movies like Wolf of Wall Street and Boogie Nights, and kind of like uh, even, I mean, this is like a weird, like just this is a weird, like or like something or like something like Barry Lyndon, like that's kind of a weird one to throw in there. But like these kind of Odyssey films, where it's I know just, what you mean, yeah, it's like these you just follow. I mean, there there is a clear, there's a kind of a clear three lead thing going on here. But mm-hmm. uh, I would say, um, uh, what's the character's name? The the lead. Yeah. Yeah, Manny, who uh, is played Manny, by Diego, the, the Manny, Diego Calva. Yeah, great actor. Uh, really, really. Uh, is, is this his uh, first? Or this is uh, definitely his biggest role so far. Um, is, he, is he in anything I, else? I see a few others on Letterboxd. I'm not sure if they're shorts or features, but at the very least, this is his most notable for sure. 
Yeah, I mean, if this doesn't, if this isn't like a storm, even if the movie doesn't make a huge amount of money, I imagine he'll get to go on to do some really, really great stuff. Because he's, he's, he does, he is, I mean, he's literally toe to toe with uh, Margot Robbie and Brad Pitt most of the time. And he, it's never like, oh, this guy's straight. You don't even think about it. It's, he's, he's a, he fits right in with them. Yeah, he's uh, fantastic. And he's super great. Uh, I don't, uh, but it's, you kind of, fo- we follow this character's kind of descent into the kind of early 1920s film industry. And it's a, cra- this is a crazy fucking movie. Uh, I mean, like, and so much where it's like, I wasn't, I, I had heard, I think we'd all heard the, the, the early press that this was a wild movie and it was uh, the Wolf of Wall Street comparisons were coming through, but I really wasn't ready for what this movie was. It's such a, I mean, there's stuff in, yeah, like you said, there's stuff in it that's like, no, you kind of would think like, no, there's no way like a, like a, a serious filmmaker would to put that in their movie. Uh, mm-hmm. And he fucking puts it in the first like 20 minutes of the yeah. movie. Like the, <laughs> the first 20 minutes of the movie, you're like, oh my God. Like it's so yeah. immediately, it is this assaulting experience. And it's such a, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm a real big fanboy of this movie. I, I, I absolutely loved what it was going for. Uh, and I really, I really ate it up and it does, but it does kind of enter that kind of, um, like Wolf of Wall Street, I think is like a masterpiece. I think it's like one of the best movies uh, ever made, but that movie is like, uh, like barely held together. Like that movie is like, it's like a, uh, like a train car that's like shooting down the rails and it's like about to explode. Yeah. Uh, and Babylon has a similar feeling where you're like, if you pull one string, this whole thing is going to fall apart. Yeah. But kind of that energy also, I mean, you could say there's a thematic reason that it's like that as well. So it kind of, it does, it, I, I'd say, I, I wouldn't say it's entirely 100% intentional, but I think that I, that doesn't diminish, the kind of the all over the place nature, I don't think diminishes the experience, but it definitely has that kind of, the, I, the first time I saw everything everywhere all at once, it was a soup. I, I needed to see it again just because I was so overwhelmed. It's like when the movie finishes, your hair is like sticking back. Yeah. Like a cartoon character, you know? Yeah, yeah, and this is exactly the same way. Like, it's it's so... Like, I would say Wolf of Wall Street is, like... It, it feels tighter because, you know, Scorsese is, like, the the godfather of cinema. So, mm-hmm. like, he... Even when movies feel that insane, you have, like, that trusted, like... You know, almost like a safety net, almost. Yeah. Like, you just trust that it won't fall yeah, You apart. know you're in the hands of, like, a master. Um, And I would say... I, I think Wolf of Wall Street is a better film, obviously. I, I mean, like Wolf of Wall Street more, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, like, I would say this go, and this isn't an insult or even really a compliment. It's just, I think it's, I'd say it's more of a compliment than anything, but it's not, like, putting it above Wall Street by any means. When you, what you say about, like, it, like, tail, like one, pull one string and it falls apart, like, and it's, like, a full, like, fledged train going full speed. This is, like, fully, like, I mean, out of, like, any movie I've seen in recent memory, this is fully, like, tilting off the track. Like, mm-hmm. it is about to fucking fall apart in fact yeah i mean it's like so not talking spoilers but it's so like like they'll set up like there's sequences and then you're like is this how the sequences go like this like they'll set up like a big kind of set piece and you're like is this how the set piece is going like i didn't like it's just such a it does have that it's like there's like a rocket strapped to it and it's and I'll say for a movie that is three hours, it compl- for me personally, I did not notice. I did not. I, I was just so engaged with it. I did not notice the runtime once. I yeah. what year? I was in it immediately. And when it ended, I was sad. I was like, "Please don't, please! I want more of this." Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, I I thought it was like. I mean, really, it, it it's about to co- like. I was fully convinced it was going to fall apart, 
because I thought it was so it was juggling so much and it's moving at full steam ahead. And I'm like, okay, the third act has to like have something go wrong. Like it's just like it's it's doing too much and it's still working. And it and I have to say, it never fell off for me. Like there is never a point in the movie. It it constantly feels like it's a juggling act, and he just keeps adding more balls that he's juggling. Mm-hmm. And you're like, well, fuck. And then he like throws in a dish plate and like a goldfish, like the cat in the hat or some shit. And he's on a tricycle, and you're like, well, fuck. He's mm-hmm. gonna fucking fall. He's gonna drop everything. And yeah, and then he just, he's like, then he stops juggling and starts playing the drums, and it's like, yeah, what it, the fuck am I watching? <laughs> yeah, and then and the thing is, it it just completely works. And you and the thing is, you question it until the very end. You question whether or not it's gonna fully work until the credits roll and it but then you get to the finish line and you're like wait shit it all worked it all completely worked and it's really a magical feeling um (laughs) now then again that's just us talking i talk to plenty of people especially for the third act where they're like yo that didn't work for me and i kind of get it i don't agree with it at all but like i understand how someone would feel that way about the third act even though i personally thought it was honestly the cherry on top like i thought that was like what solidified it as a fantastic movie um i just think it's just so audacious and so cool and interesting that i can't get past it like it's just it's one of the best movies of the year mm-hmm. and simple. Um, yeah I, I i just think too it's such a it kind of has this energy to it because it is kind of talking about it is. I mean, it's a movie about making movies, so obviously there are moments where he gets really romantic about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it's also, I love that this film has this um, kind of, not necessarily a cynicism, but it is like it has this fully aware, a full aware. Like that's kind of what, what kind of I, I am charmed by the kind of so high octane energy of the film because it feels like Chazelle is kind of coming from a place where he knows that the film is like the obviously film is meaningful to him but there's also this there is this kind of smoke and mirror element to the movie where it's like he kind of there there's this kind of wizard of oz like this is we're showing where i'm showing you all this really fucking crazy shit uh and i knew you i it's this this i'm like because it's it, this is a fucking movie you know what i mean like this is the, I, the shit that they go through and the, the i mean there's like the this there's a sequence where uh, they're um they're they're the, there's this kind of extended uh kind of sequence of uh of they they kind of go a day on like a film set. It's I mean there's like two sequences like that. Mm-hmm. I think I know which one you're talking about specific. Is it the first one? Yeah, the first one. The and first it, one's incredible. Yeah, and it's the, got this like it's 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 jumping around sporadically and then it kind of and then it co like what you said where it's this kind of these things that shouldn't. That you're like, yeah. is this is this is a? I mean, a character. Well, literally, he goes on a side quest, and it's it's. Yeah, fucking... that's what I mean. Is it's got this like, and that's what exactly. That's a great way to put it. It's like, what is going on here? Like, yeah. And you're like, how is this gonna like? How is this gonna work? And then again, he he fucking does it. Yeah. And then this this when the sequence climaxes, it's incredible. It's like jaw dropping, incredible. It's such yeah. a. It's and it's such a. It totally fucking works. Yeah, that's great. Um, the other film set scene, I think you know what I'm talking about with Margot Robbie. Mm-hmm. fantastic probably the hardest i've laughed in a movie this year um, yeah i that's what i love too is it has that kind of that energy of that uh something like like that, that one of my favorite things about wolf of wall street is that it takes it it doesn't care it, it's doing what it wants the whole time and it's like we're gonna dedicate we're gonna spend t- 10 minutes on leo trying to get in his car and that's we're gonna yeah. and it's gonna be awesome 
And yeah. uh, that, this movie kind of has that same energy where it's like this. And that scene, also, that the actor uh, in that uh, the scene I think you're referencing is in Wolf Wall Street. He's he's incredible. Yeah, uh, PJ Byrne. Yeah, he mm-hmm. he's really he's pretty much the reason why that scene is so funny in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and also going to um, if you want to talk about specific performances other than Dayo Calvo, who's great, uh, Margot Robbie. Um, she's fantastic in the movie. She's this is one of her best mm-hmm. works yet. She's really really great um yeah if you put her in a three plus hour movie it's gonna be a masterpiece she's fucking awesome in this movie she really really owns it she has that like i mean that's why she was in one time in hollywood too but she just has that like it girl quality to her and Mm -hmm. she's and that's the entire point to this character too um brad pitt i would say this is like i think you mentioned it too before when we were talking about it but like this is just like definitely like one of his more like melancholy kind of performances like it's very I mean, they perfectly utilize, like, his stardom and, like, his his status as an A-lister to near perfection. But the thing that's really interesting about it is that it's there's, like, such a sadness underneath it. Like, there's such a, like, he's a movie star, but he knows the world around him is changing and he doesn't mm-hmm. really know how to keep up with it. And it's it's really sad. I mean, that goes half to, like, his performance, but also... I think out of all the characters, he's like one of the best written characters in the movie. Yeah, it's, just, it's really interesting. Well, I I love how the film is kind of strut where I kind of uh, Diego Calva's character has this kind of classic like I'm gonna put my nose down and I'm gonna do the I'm gonna do a crew job and I'm gonna make my way up and then I'm gonna be directing movies. Uh, and we kind of get that story, and then Margot Robbie has kind of the overnight kind of instant success story. Uh, and then Brad Pitt is kind of the old master. He's kind of the king of the business. And we kind of just why kind of structuring it like that. Uh, you really kind of get a kind of a, a like a the film is like a a paint is like a weird is like a painting of, of, of sorts. It's like this is just a, like a portrait of a time. Uh, and he, it's just so. I don't know. I, I, I can't say enough good things about it. I re- I'm really, really high on this one. I, I, I Damien Chazelle did it again. I, I too, I love that it is so... Because, I mean, Whiplash and, and La La Land are both romantic, I would say. They're both very romantic films. And this has that romanticism to it, but this has, like, a, an, an absurdity that wasn't there with him before. Mm, very playful. Um, yeah, very, very playful um, and kind of... Uh, not a, not a, because his, I'd say Lawland is a big film in scale, but this kind of is, this is scale on a different level. Like this is it's like. It's different, yeah. Different, yeah, I mean, budget. like he's able to like, like this, yeah, this is, it, this is like the biggest, one of the biggest movies you'll see all year. Yeah, it's, it's big. It, it's a, it's a big, grand, just unlike anything you've ever seen before kind of movie. And I, I think it is one of the best of the year. And I think it's very ambitious. I can't promise that everyone will love it. I can't promise, even if you like it, I can't promise you're going to like walk away saying that's a great movie. Like you might be a little like exhausted by it. You know, mileage definitely will vary, but I think it's fantastic. Um, like there's just too many scenes that are undeniable about it. Like mm-hmm. uh, there's a Tobey Maguire sequence, which is just, Oh it's, yeah. It's I mean, insane. we didn't even talk about that. I mean, there's that, so much, like... we could do a spoiler potty even. I mean, there's like, <laughs> God, we might have to, honestly. It's Give Tobey Maguire Best Supporting Actor nomination. He's in one scene in the movie, and it's one of... I mean, it's a very long scene, like most scenes in this movie. Yeah. But it is... Uh, it, it's, it's... I don't even want to tell you what it is, but it, it's something. It's, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's something. It's, yeah, like, I can't even... Like, wow, you know? <laughs> yeah, and the thing is, I, I, I think we're going to move on because there's not... 
we can't spoil anything. The movie comes out next week. We're posting this on, uh, I think the 16th is when the embargo is up. So we'll post it then. But uh, damn, it's, it's a fantastic movie. Um, and I have a feeling we'll be talking about it again on our best of episode. So tune in for that. Um, so going on from that, uh, which is amazing. Go see Babylon, support it. Deserves some money. Um, women talking. Uh, this is Sarah Polly's, I think, is this her first uh, feature film? No, it's this is her first her... narrative film. No, it's not, actually. It's Take This Waltz. I forgot about that one. Um, I kept, I knew there was something holding me back. Um, that's the Seth Rogen, uh, Michelle, no, Carrie Mulligan. I don't know. Whatever. Take This Waltz. That's an okay movie. Stories We Tell. One of the best documentaries I've ever seen. Um, <laughs> women Talking. I don't know. I thought it was pretty good. How about you, Joey? I really liked this. I was really, really impressed by it. I haven't seen um, what stories, the, uh, we, stories tell? we tell, uh, but yeah. I've heard it's really, really great. Um, but I was uh, I was excited. Uh, Adam speaks very highly of uh, her as a, as a filmmaker and uh, the cast for this was obviously really great. So I was I was I was very excited to see how this one turned out. Uh, and I was really I, I, a lot about this movie really impressed me. Uh, I do have some issues with the film, but on the whole, I really dug what the movie was going for. Uh, and I thought the script was uh, really, really, really well done. Uh, and uh, the, 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 the kind of just the, the kind of vision and the, the kind of uh, the the unexpected kind of uh, scale of the movie. The movie kind of has this, I mean, it is it kind of has a theatrical quality to it where it's just kind of uh, long conversations going on. Uh, but I think uh, Polly's able to give the film kind of an unexpected scale um, that I think works really well. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, I 100% agree with that. I um, It's a movie I was definitely looking forward to. I feel like the marketing was very quiet for it for a long time. Uh, we didn't really mm-hmm. hear about it until like October maybe um i didn't see it until like two three weeks ago um so i but i knew you know i read the book uh that's based off of or i I read most of the book i don't if i'm being honest i don't think i finished the book but it was a really good book from what i read uh i think i just literally forgot it was an ebook i think it like automatically went back to the library uh i'm explaining myself live on pod um but so i knew like what it was about going into it um, I knew a lot about it and I, I, I knew most of the cast, although there were a few people in this movie. I don't know how I didn't know. I didn't know Jesse Buckley was in this when I started it. So I was like, mm-hmm. Oh, Jesse Buckley here. we, Like, you know, um, I knew, but I knew most of the cast. I knew it was Sarah Polly. So I was pretty excited and yeah, I think it's really good. It's, I think it's, ex- it's kind of, I don't want to say suffers, but it's almost a syndrome of like, it's exactly what you think it's going to be syndrome, which is not bad. That's not a bad thing. Like if a movie is what you think it's going to be, and that's if you're expecting a good movie, then you're going to get a good movie. This movie, when you hear the title woman talking, when you read the synopsis, if you're imagining a nearly one location period, not even period drama, just a drama about women talking literally about um the like the ethics of leaving a location and uh sexism and uh, religion and children and like all these things it's exactly the movie you're picturing in your head right now um it's done with a lot of patience a lot of nuance i think sarah polly has a lot of empathy for these uh for these women um it's based on a true story so it's uh obviously very sensitive, but I think Sarah Polly, I can't imagine anyone doing a better job with material than she did. Um, performances, 
this is another one of those ensemble movies that I think kind of almost suffers from having too many great actors. Mm-hmm. And to the point of where I'm like, I don't know who I would nominate. Um, Cause everyone I think is equally good in this movie. Like, I don't think there's a standout in this movie. Um, I think that, uh, I mean, they're, I, I personally, I, I mean, yeah, cause it's, it's, I, I, for a standout, it's like three performances that I'm like, these are like the real, real standout ones, but then all the supporting performances, the other performances in the film, I would say that there's, there is somewhat of a main character, but, uh, this is pretty much an ensemble film, like a true ensemble film. Yeah. I mean, it's, I guess Rooney Mara can kind yeah. of be considered the lead. But, like, there's just so much focus on, like, Claire Foy and, like, yeah. you know, Jesse Buckley, especially in the third act, Jesse Buckley really taps in. Honestly, yeah, that's and why, my, I mean, if I were to nominate, um, I would think I would give, I don't know, because I want to give. I might go Jesse Buckley, honestly. Yeah, Jesse, like, either Jesse Buckley or Claire Foy. Uh, and I, I, Jesse Buckley is, is kind of uh, playing uh, a little out of type uh, in this performance, and I was really happy to see her kind of tackle a different type of character, and she's excellent. Yeah. Uh, yeah. She's really, really great in the movie. Uh, Claire Foy is also really is amazing. Uh, yeah. That's what I mean is it's like the acting in this movie is kind of an embarrassment of riches where it's like every yeah. performance is so spectacular. Yeah, that's what I meant. Like, it's not a matter of anyone like failing short. It's just like there's so many great performances in like one location that you're just kind of like, well, fuck, I don't know like who I would nominate because like everyone is equally great. Um, and not to talk about the one man here, but Ben Wishaw, fantastic. He, fantastic, he, yeah. He and I, I highly doubt anyone would like would walk away from this movie not saying the same exact thing because he is just so like. There's a monologue that he gives, like I would mm-hmm. say, towards in the second act, beginning of the third act. That is like if you had to encapsulate the movie in one scene. Yeah, it is. It's that scene. And it, it is like it's one of the best scenes I've seen this year. Because well, I think, it, too, it's it's one of those things where the whole movie is a. Kind of it, the home the film is, is kind of a film about empathy mm-hmm. uh, and the that scene kind of you see the the whole movie is kind of discussing kind of the the kind of how to deal with the kind of the, the men in the colony that they're living in. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then in that scene, that kind of, uh, th- I think is, it's kind of a, that scene kind of shows empathy for these people. And it's, it's kind of a, it, 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 it's a really powerful moment where it's like, we kind of have to, it's cause uh, he's talking about kind of the children of kind of, it's, it's kind of a bit of a metaphor about like what the future of kind of, I'd say yeah. the film is kind of, is, is kind of talking about kind of me, like themes kind of related to the me too movement and kind of the kind of the uprise and kind of uh, discussing uh, sexual assault stuff. And it's kind of, that scene is a true kind of looking like as, is a empathetic and like kind of loving look at the, how do we like a, a moving, like how, how do we, how do we move forward from this? And how do yeah. we, how do we, like, because these children are are innocent, but they're kind of they live in a they're they they were born into a broken kind of system, and it's how how do we how do we save them from themselves almost? Yeah, you know? like literally, like the young men, like it's it's all about you know how to like not have the sons repeat the sins of the father, and it's yeah, so it, it's and it's it's and it's not and it's not done in a cynical way. And it's it's done and it's done in a very empathetic way. And it's yeah. and especially when because the stuff that the men in the film are, are, are doing is is whore is awful. It's like unspeakable stuff. And so for the movie to kind of have show that kind of empathy and kind of that's what you're talking about, where, where Sarah Pauly just the film is kind of does have this kind of beating heart through it. It never feels like a cynical film and it never feels like an angry or hateful one. 
It's uh, a yeah. she just does a she I, I think I, I would the, the screenplay in particular and the performances. I was just I was both I was super, super impressed with both of those aspects. Yeah, she she really kills it here. Like she's she's really Sarah Polly is mm-hmm. fantastic. Like I, I think she really does a wonder here. And you're right. Yeah, it has a big heart. It, it's it's angry and hopeful in equal measure. Like it's angry mm-hmm. when it needs to be when they're having serious discussion about like their trauma and what they've been through and why they feel the way they feel. There are like very justifiably angry scenes. There are very justifiably hopeful scenes. Mm-hmm. There's moments of levity. There's moments of like deep sadness and uh, love and tenderness. Like there, this movie really encapsulates a lot of like very human emotions, mm-hmm. almost like a whole spectrum of the human experience and just this really very real topic um and it's really immaculate i i I thought it was really great um it's definitely um not to spoil my next my list next week it's not in my top 10 but it is like on when i do my letterbox 25 it is on that list and i do think it's a great movie i think it is like really really great um but yeah, it's it's a hard movie to talk about specifically, <laughs> yeah. but I did want to shout it out because it, it is a great movie. Um, so and it's all, it's know. such a it, this is a, a dense film. This movie talks about a lot, um, and it kind of has it's yeah. a it's a very very nuanced film. So it's kind and of, it also like just starts too. Like it just like mm-hmm. it, there's not a lot of like this is what we're talking about. Like there's a like a there's a brief introduction about what's happening, and then you're pretty much immediately thrown in the room with these women cool opening too uh i yeah. thought that was really well, i thought that was really well done yeah it was it, it, yeah it's all around very good movie very very good movie mm-hmm. i i virtually uh, i i think I, we got to mention everybody's kind of dunking on the color grade for the i was movie. about to say uh, yeah. i think it works uh it does i when you watch a trailer i can't see why you'd be like ugh but yeah. uh i think in the, in the in the context of the film uh, i think it works i think yes that's exactly what i'm gonna say to you like i think I'm a little cynical on it, though, like more than you, I guess, because I think it works better in context, like most things in life. But it's still like there's just still something about it where I think it would have been more interesting if it wasn't just desaturated, if it was like fully black and white. And there's moments of color when there's hope, you know, like Mm -hmm. just to have desaturation and then color and then the color is even desaturated itself. It just it felt like a weird choice. Yeah. I don't really fully understand it. I'm sure, like, I get the reason. Like, if you watch the movie, in the parts where there are, like, more color, like, it's fully obvious, like, why they're doing what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And I don't, like, hate it. I don't think it's, like, the most disgusting-looking movie ever or anything. It just looks like a Clint Eastwood movie and then occasionally, like, a Apple original. I don't know. Like, it's it's fine. It, mm-hmm. it, it, it didn't, like, bug me entirely, but I do wish it had, like, a better... Uh, color grading and uh yeah i mean i i guess my feelings on it is i do I, it's like when i'm watching the movie i'm not like like it looks like i mean it I, even if it i mean like it is a it's like a fitting grade for the, like the movie like it like it does match the kind of the tone and the kind of what the movie's kind of going for aesthetically and narratively uh but mm-hmm. and i too i think she's able to get some very striking composite there's some really good cinematography in the film it's not i don't think it's just i don't think the the grade yeah. like diminishes it entirely i get i mean it's obviously it, it does it just look, everything looks gray so it's yeah, not it's, a, i mean so it's 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 i'm not gonna sit here and act like it's it's a this genius choice but it does it doesn't bother me as much as it seems to bother uh most other people yeah it's just really a movie you got to 
wait for the context to happen and then you'll be like oh okay like is, mm-hmm. you either write with it or you don't um but yeah overall yeah. very good movie very very good movie um and uh yeah i guess we'll move on to the next one because we're kind of we're juggling a lot of movies this week guys um we're gonna go to the fablemans uh another movie me and joey saw together uh mm-hmm. this year uh you know and we had to, you know, we had to turn up for uh, Mr. Spielberg himself. And I was really looking forward to this because I've kind of been on a Spielberg kick this year. I saw Raiders, Jaws, and E.T. in theaters this year. Not for the first time, obviously, but I oh, wow. got to see them. I saw them all on re-release this year. Um, and, you know, I when watched... When did they re-release Raiders? I didn't get to see it. They didn't. I went to a uh, Sinopolis uh, theater. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, where my girlfriend used to live, she she lived like that was kind of the closest theater to her other than Disney. And um, we not to like dox her old address on pod, but um, but yeah, we went there because they had like for a five dollar Tuesday or something. And uh, it was fucking awesome. Like we I loved seeing that in theaters. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, seeing I saw Jaws and E.T. and IMAX this year for the re-release. And that was great. Um, so, yeah, I've been on a Spielberg kick. Not that I haven't always loved him, but. It is nice that I got to see those in theaters and then kind of top the year with Fablemans. Um, so I didn't tell Joey this, but I actually rewatched Fablemans today. Oh, wow. Uh, really? Yes. Because we got the screeners recently. So I um, I was I was I was pretty eager to rewatch this movie because I the, the first time I saw it and I, I told Joey this, I was like, you know, I, I I do overall love the movie. I think it's a very easy movie to love, but there are certain elements that I don't completely adore. I think it's a little uneven. The first, like it's kind of a movie split into two halves when he's a, when he's like a younger kid and when he's a teenager. And I def, like, I definitely prefer the second, uh, the second half of that movie to the first half. And while I still do agree with that statement, I do think the second half is significantly better than the first. The movie does play better on a rewatch. I think. It um, it's a movie that really really worked for me the second time, and I I love it. This movie is really great and really warm, and it, it there's just so many. I, we said that in Babylon, but there's so many like undeniable scenes. Uh, it is just a movie full of like undeniable beautiful moments, um, and it's just a, it's a, such a loving movie. Like it's such a like beautiful portrait. Like I I. I it's great. It's a great movie. <laughs> yeah, this I I'm I I'm like head over heels in love with this movie. I uh, I know there are I I have issues with the film, uh, but I choose to ignore them because I love. There's so much about this movie that I I'm so is like so. It's like heroin. It's such a, I love. It's this movie feels like a gift in a lot of ways, and to see such a, a it's such a vulnerable film, and it's such an honest movie. Uh, and it's it's kind of like I I just it, it does I feel like I'm watching like a Marvel movie when I'm watching it it's like a fucking it gives I'm just like I want I I just I'm clamoring for it I just need I want more from it and it's it's so there there are the film is maybe a bit uneven and I I do kind of think the movie also could have gone on I think the end the ending of the movie is perfect uh, it has a like a pitch perfect fun ending like yeah. the last scene. And the last shot are amazing. It does I would say feel like the like, last like twenty, thirty are like perfect. I think. I I think that the story doesn't necessarily 
entire the, the story the, i don't know if the, the the narrative kind of resolves in a uh, kind of the narrative around the parents doesn't really resolve in the film it kind of ends in a gray area and i i understand why he did that but i i personally I would have maybe liked to have seen more of it uh yeah. but um other than and then uh yeah it's kind of, it kind of it just i would say the movie gets better as it goes along uh as like a polite way or the nicer way to spin it um but there's just so many i mean the the, the there's sequences where it's like it, it it's it keeps going and it, there's sequences where you're watching it and you're like you son of a bitch like i can't believe you're doing this like this is so yeah. so great i mean the sequences i don't want to talk spoilers but there's a sequence at a uh when they're camping uh mm-hmm. and uh there a character starts to dance that is so it is so there's so much going it's the whole movie in one scene it's this perfect like it's almost poetic. It's this, he, he he writes it, the the phone the movie feels like poetry. It's such a and he's able to kind of paint such an intimate portrait of his family, uh, and it's kind of it's it's almost uncomfortably close. And I just feel so it feels such it feels like such a pure and kind of honest film. Um, and I, I I love it. It's so and he's able to kind of capture this kind of he creates this whole world. Uh, with just in just in this family, it's this super super intimate story, uh, and I think it's uh, I I I think it's his best film in years. Yeah, I can't really pinpoint the like I can't say like it's his best movie since whatever, I because I don't remember like I the thing is I can't say that because I don't remember the last time I liked a movie more than this. Like I genuinely could not trace it back. Like maybe since. Dude, if you want to go back as far as Munich, maybe it's maybe the only one I like more than this. Unless I'm forgetting something, but like maybe Lincoln. I I really like Lincoln a lot, but like this is this is like top tier. Like I wouldn't put it on S tier. Like I wouldn't say it's like Jaws level. You know, it's not like Jurassic Park level. But that's like because that's like those are the best movies of all time. But this is like if you're doing like a tier ranking, this is like A tier. You know what I mean? Like this mm-hmm. is this is very firmly like up there. Um, and like another thing I love about it is that the first viewing and I still do kind of have this complaint about like Michelle Williams. I don't love her in this movie as much as other people do. I think she does a little much. Um, and I get that's also kind of the point of the character is that, you know, it, he has an undeniably close relationship with his mother. But he also sees a lot of things in himself and about her that he kind of like you know pushes back against and he doesn't want to be like and i see that and i get that you kind of have to play that role in that way to encapsulate that like i i fully get it i understand it but there's just still a part of me that thinks she could have played it a little more nuanced and subtly and it kind of feels like she's kind of going for the cheap seats a little bit for the oscar and i just don't think it fully works whereas like someone like paul dano in this movie i think he does a perfect job of like balancing like true like undeniable great sequences with just like this very kind of i don't know he just he has like a subtlety to him and i get it that's the difference of the characters but i i think everyone in the movie is doing a very fine line of like doing the spielberg performance but also like having some restraint and she never really funds that balance but the thing that makes up for it for me is like the narrative thread of like um and i think this just encapsulates why i love the movie so much is um i love the fundamental differences between the two parents you know mm-hmm. and i love that it very much kind of speaks without explicitly telling you how um because you know obviously Sa- sammy fableman is a shoe in for steven spielberg's childhood 
And um, by, by the way, Gabriel LaBelle is mm-hmm. a fantastic, great, great performance. So charming. So if good. I were up to me, he would get an Oscar nomination. I think he I think he's a ama- I think he's really, really good in this movie. I think he's able to. I mean, he's I mean, he's 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 up against heavy hitters like Michelle Williams and Paul Dano and he's the best Seth Rogen and Judd Hurst. And I mean, at the oh, I won't spoil in case anybody doesn't know anybody. There's other really strong actors in the film uh, and he holds his own. He really kind of steers the movie and he's uh, he's funny. He's in he's empathetic. He's engaging. He does a great. I, I'm excited to see what he does next. He's great. Um, But the but yeah, the thing I really love is like, you know, without explicitly telling you is um. You know, the dad's kind of like a science math guy. You know, he's really particular. He's very, you know, suit and tie, very like well-mannered, very. But he also teaches him a lot about like technology and like innovation and like how cameras work and all these things, you know. And, you know, his mom, for all their differences, she really pushes him to like pursue art. And I love that, like, at first you kind of think he's going to be at most odds with his father. And, you know, of course, the tilts a little bit and then he's more at odds with his mom but by the end you're just like so compelled by like the only reason he's so good at what he does is because his dad taught him the mechanics and his mom taught him about the soul of it and it is such a like when you realize that like it is so beautiful like it is so like his parents he has a tricky relationship with both of them but at the end of the day they have nothing but love for him and like they just gave him all the tools he needs to do his thing that is fundamentally at the, at the end of the day, his like, there are some scenes in this movie where he's like making movies that are like, it's just like the best scene of the year. Like there are like three or four sequences in that movie where he is like filming stuff with his friends or like, even when he first gets the camera as a kid, it is like so charming. It is so like delightful, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, I really like it. That's why I can't speak more about it. Like, it's just, it's so charming. That's the entire movie. And like, even like um all the stuff at the end or like in the third act with like the jocks and like his girl, his Christian girlfriend. Fantastic. Like, it's all so like classic Spielberg. It, it works so well. Um, I don't know. I don't have a lot more to say about it, but I, I think it's fantastic. I, I really like, I loved it the first time with some minor issues and the second viewing really absolved a lot of them for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, I won't say it's like a masterpiece or anything, but it, it is a great, great film. Dude, I think it's a masterpiece. I, I, I'm super, this is, I mean, I, I eat this up. This is just, I mean, there's so many things. I mean, there's every scene is kind of, it, it's like one of those movies that every scene is good. It's like, I, oh, well, this next scene is good. And the next scene is good. And the next scene is good. It's just, and uh, maybe there are, maybe there are some issues here and there in the movie, but it's just such a genuine film and such an earnest movie. And I just, I love what it's going for. I love the story it's telling. Uh, and I mean, it's a movie, but a, a kid who wants to make movies, uh, kind of having like breaking away from his family a little bit. So I'm kind of emotionally in a similar place to the kid. So maybe I maybe it does feel like a movie that was made for me at this point in my life. This is a perfect movie for me to see right now. So I I, I don't know. I, I I loved it and I love kind of the I the kind of just that almost like theater esque quality where there's just such a every character. I mean the the parents are these kind of wealths of of depth. They're, they these characters feel so fleshed out. And even the even the fa- even the siblings and there's just so many like. I mean, I was kind of like a baby watching it. Like I was, I was just crying the whole time. I just, it, it really kind of, he really, t- I really was uh, digging what the movie was going for. 
and uh, it's nice that Julia Butters was in it uh, from Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and uh, I think you should leave. So good on her for keep on keep on getting work. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, just um, Judd Hurst is amazing in it. Um, there is a another actor in the movie who is amazing. Um, but it's yeah. I don't know. I think it, this movie is just like a treat. This is just like like well, I've been a good boy this year. I get Fablemans, you know. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's a great movie. It's a very easy movie to love. So if and I'm glad we didn't spoil any of it really. So like if you haven't seen it, definitely check it out. I think it's on VOD as of today or this week. So you can watch it at home now. It's very well worth it. It's it's a great movie. Um moving on to the next one, uh speaking about kids that try to do things differently uh than their parents want them to, bones and all. Um mm. it <laughs> Another coming-of-age movie, but in a very different way. Uh, Luca Guadagnino's latest uh, cannibal coming-of-age movie starring Taylor Russell, Timothy Chalamet. We got a little Mark Rylance in there, too. Um, dude, I mean, you really hyped this movie up for me before you saw it. Like, I, you liked mm-hmm. it a lot, right? Yeah, I love this movie. Yeah, I... Um, I, I so I went to the screening, and I was pretty... I was pretty excited for it because I, I I love most Luca movies like I call me by your name Suspiria like I'm a big fan you know um and I well I'm not like I don't know if I'm like on a masterpiece level like Joey is um I I did really like it like I think it's really like it's so unique and unlike anything I've ever seen before and um God dude I mean they're just like the performances I mean the movie kind of like lives and dies on its two central performances. And uh, I, luckily they're both two of the best we have in the business today, you know, and um, especially Chalamet, who is just killer. And I mean, no pun intended, but he's, he's fucking phenomenal in this movie, but even Taylor Russell too. She's, she's like immaculate in this movie. She is so goddamn good. in mm-hmm. this. Um, she was really good in waves. I remember um but this is just like another level of a performance you know yeah well she really holds the movie she's it's it's really i mean timothy chalamet is very good in the movie but it's it's clear she's the main character um and she i mean i i i i I liked her a lot waves but i hear i was like she's a movie star she's just so great um and it's just i think uh, guadagnino i'm a big fan of his coming by your name and bigger splash i have I love this movie so much that I want to give Suspiria another chance because I hated Suspiria, but I was so happy with this movie and I think that I loved stylistically what he was going for and kind of aesthetically that I'm will I love this movie so much I'm going to give the movie that I hate another chance. Uh, I I do think I don't think this is a perfect movie, but I think it's like a masterpiece. I think he pulls it off. He pulls off what this movie pulls off what it's going for so well. Uh, it's this kind of like almost like a Mark Twain-esque storybook fable story uh, about these kind of two uh, – this it's a road trip movie with cannibals uh, set in the 70s, uh, and it just works so well. All Every performance uh, – I mean Taylor Russell and Tim Chalamet are excellent in the movie, but every supporting performance in this movie is like off-the-wall good. Like Mark Reliance is amazing. Michael Stuhlbarg is amazing. Andre Holland is amazing. Like everybody uh, – even David Gordon Green is really, really good in the movie. It's there's just yeah. such a there's a, Chloe Svenye is in it for a little bit. Uh, it's just got like, it's just a banger, banger, banger movie. Uh, and I I think it's it's one of Tim's better performances. I'm a big fan of him. 
Uh, the score is incredible. Um, the, this and some of the best cinematography you'll see all years in this movie. Yeah, yeah, it has some really great cinematography. Uh, yeah, you see the score from uh, I think it's isn't uh, Reznor and Ross. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, the score is insane. Yes, uh, it is. Mark Rylance is fucking insane in this movie. He is so fucking good. I see some people talking shit about him on Twitter. I'm gonna beat the fuck out of you. He is amazing in this movie. He's awesome. I I think he's really great here. He, he I mean, goes I will for never it. forget him in this movie. This is an instant like, like I mean, I think I, I think you mentioned that you are you've been doing his voice uh, around town, Adam. Yeah, I have. Uh, yeah, I mean, you don't like Sully is like yeah. immediately like I want to get that on a T-shirt. I want to get you mugs never and say eat it. Another eater. You never <laughs> eat. An- and he's doing this weird thing with his lips, and he's got a weird fucking hat. He's yeah. all, I, he just, I mean, fucking Sully, man. Fucking hell yeah. 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 Me when I watch Monsters, Inc. Um, I, <laughs> I, yeah, no, he's fucking great in the movie. I, I, I don't understand any hate for his performance because I think he's really fucking good. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think the best thing about this movie is that, um, well, I think Call Me By Your Name is maybe a better movie. I think this kind of feels like almost, not like peak Guadagnino, but it finally feels like he found a perfect form of like he he matches like the 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 violence and the horror of the movie with like a really in like again no pun intended but like tenderness like that's maybe the most impressive thing about the entire movie is just how loving it really is at the end of the day while it's about literal cannibals uh and also like uh, i took my girlfriend to go see it and she's she's not really a horror person um, and I was kind of worried when I took her to the screening you know because I was like oh you know she doesn't do good with gore I'm like hey you know, and I kind of talked to her after and I kind of confirmed what I thought because I don't really have an issue with gore personally. Um, so I kind of like picked her brain about it. And she said that like, yeah, the Gordon like bother her because they show like just enough, but not like they never go. It never feels exploitive or like like torture porn or anything like you ju- you see enough to get the point. And then it like kind of cuts away, but it doesn't show too little either. Like you you fully understand the weight of what they're doing. And the characters are like, for most of the movie, they're left to like deal with their actions. Um, so it's not like senseless violence. And like, in fact, the whole movie is just them, it's weighing on them the whole movie. They feel nothing but guilt about who they are. And I, all they can do is love each other, anyways. And it's it's really, really beautiful. It, um, I don't know. I don't really have a lot of issues with it. Like, if I had to nitpick, I think it's a little slow at times. And I think at times it, especially at the end, I think it has a weird time trying to wrap up. Like it kind of throws in conflict at the very end. Cause I, I was really wondering, I'm like, when is that? Cause I was like wanting it to end, but I'm like, how is this going to end? Cause it has like, it feels like it has no wind in sight. And I do think the ending, while I like the ending itself, it just feels a little tacked on to where I, I don't, I mean, I can see what you're saying, but I guess I feel like the st- I don't want to spoil anything, but I feel like this is a uh, a certain like type of story. So I guess that uh, in the way that it, you'd say it feels kind of thrown in, I felt like that it more to me that felt like an inevitable ending. Like it felt more like a yeah. this is one of the the movie. The movie can there's a like it is kind of this type of movie can only really end a handful of ways. Uh, and it's probably going to be that one. So I was kind of anticipating. I kind of, and that's why, I, I, again, I love the kind of, this is kind of, it op- this move, the open, it opens on these kind of old, like kind of really kind of Southern 
feeling kind of old timey paintings and kind of that's how kind of how I when watching the film I kind of I'm viewing it kind of that way is this is a this is a this is a, a fable this is a story with kind of some magic sprinkled into it I kind of anticipated it was going kind of that direction not magic, I mean I, I knew where it was going it just it's just a matter of like it kind of felt like I, I feel like tacked on is like a harsh way to put it, but it's just for a kind of a lack of a better term. Um, Cause I mean, it, it didn't like ruin the movie or anything for me. It just kind of spoke to the larger, like, I feel like the movie almost has like a badlands kind of quality mm-hmm. to it where it's very meandering. And I don't mean that negatively. Like I think a lot of my favorite movies of all time are just about people fucking wandering around Paris, Texas. is one of the best movies of all time. Mm-hmm. I don't have that issue. Trust me. But it just, it feels like it, uh, I can't, I'm just, and I even said I'm nitpicking, you know, if I, it just feels that way to me. Uh, this is a movie I have not rewatched. So I feel like maybe I would feel differently. Maybe it would play like the, it would flow better a second yeah. time. But, um, again, it just, you know, I said it about Fablemans. I said it about, uh, you know, Babylon. There's just like, at the same time, there's so many undeniable sequences in this movie that are like, you watch them and you're like, well, that's a fucking instant classic. Like that's, that's great. You know, like there's just so many moments of the movie like that. And I, I don't know, like there's just, it's just so great. It's mm-hmm. what I'm trying to say. Like great performances, great score, great cinematography, great direction, uh, great practical makeup and effects too. Uh, I'm assuming it's all practical. Like all the, uh, like the gore, it seemed like just makeup, pure makeup. Um, very impressive. Uh yeah, I mean, again, other than those like two little nitpicks, I don't really have a lot of issues with it. I think it's a great movie. Yeah, one of the best of the year. I uh, it's 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 such a unique kind of experience, uh, and it's able to balance so many kind of conflicting tones and kind of it's it does kind of have like a a bit of like a, I one of my favorite things in a movie is when you kind of don't know when the movie kind of doesn't. There's scenes where you're like, is this scene supposed to be sweet or is this supposed to be terrifying or is it supposed mm-hmm. to be both? Like the movie kind of has this kind of uh, not like a Rorschach test, but it kind of it's it, 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 it's it's it, it evokes a lot. It's a very evocative movie. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it pulls that off like it's not mm-hmm. completely um, provocative for the sake of like being that like it's not like a movie that feels like it's um trying too hard to be like edgy or anything it just has like this kind of edge to it but it's it it completely works i think like it's a movie that i wouldn't say it's like babylon that way where we're talking about like it feels like it could fall apart i don't really feel like this movie ever felt like that but i think just innately when you hear the concept of like a cannibal coming of age movie you're kind of like well good luck you know like you know like i you know hats off to you for trying and he he pulls it off fully i think um there's not again like i said those two nitpicks aside I think it's a great movie. Um, and again, it's another movie that just recently went on VOD. So if you haven't seen it yet, and I we didn't spoil anything, really. Uh, we didn't. So like, if you uh, haven't seen it yet, you want to see it, if we sold you, uh, you can watch it right now. Uh, it's awesome. So check it out. Um, moving on to another movie. Uh, 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 we have Pinocchio. The Game of Speaking of movies that you can watch right now. Yeah, fucking Netflix. Uh, this is on as of then December 9th, right? Yeah. Went on. Okay. Right. Um, yeah, I saw this in theaters. Uh, I, we actually like drove out to some shady regal in a, uh, in the Oviedo mall shout out to, uh, 
Orlando. <laughs> but mm-hmm. um, uh, yeah, Which I went is all the way over. that has been closing for uh, 10 years, it seems like. Dude, the last fucking time I went there was the day I met you at Lego yeah. Batman. And I, um, it, it doesn't look any better. Uh, or worse, even. It just kind of stays the same. Um, well, the fucking Chick-fil-A is gone, so. Oh, that is bad, yeah. Yeah, we went to like a 8 o'clock showing at this. So all the, like, the food court, that was kind of weird. Like everything was closed mm-hmm. except like the theater. Uh, so when we went in, it was kind of like all the shops. Like it was all dark except like the regal lights. And uh, so that was kind of creepy. Uh, and then also the I feel like we're just shitting on this theater now but we're, <laughs> when you're walking in the hallways it's like very like a long ass hallway almost like you're like in a David Lynch movie or something but mm-hmm. um, but anyways I went to that theater the theater was actually fine I didn't have an issue with the theater when we went there um, but yeah we went to go see it in theaters because I I just I was getting to the point where this is not me talking shit about Netflix. Netflix, you have sent me plenty of good screeners this year, and you did get me this movie. But I was getting uh, – it's nothing against Netflix themselves. I was just getting impatient. Like, I wanted to fucking see this movie, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, I'm not going to wait for a screener. I want to go see it in theaters. Um, and uh, I got to tell you, Joey, I, I'm a big Del Toro fan. I'm not coming from, like, a hater angle. I'm just saying he's not, like – I don't know – if personally he's ever made a 10 out of 10 for me, um, I would say Pan's Labyrinth is probably the closest. Obviously, that's a great, fantastic movie. Um, we are both fans of Nightmare Alley from last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shape of Water, obviously, great film, best picture winner. Um, I like Crimson Peak. I like Pacific Rim. I like Hellboy. Like all, so many good movies. Devil's Backbone, very underrated. Um, so he he's a great, great director, and he's also just a very loving guy. Like if you hear him talk about movies, um, he, he has a very infectious way. He talks about it. So mm-hmm. I, I love him. I love Dotoro. Um, all that being said, Joey, uh, are you ready for this? Yeah. I, I think this is his best movie. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I, I really, oh, wow. do. yeah, I, I've seen it twice now and I only cried harder the second time. And I, <laughs> I, I just, I can't, it's undeniable. Like, I know I've said that like five times, but like this movie, it, it fucking gut punched me. Like it is like, whatever you think this movie is going to be. Like, I know even I, when I found out that his next movie was Pinocchio movie, I'm like, really, you're doing Pinocchio? Like, are we like, this is what we're doing. Um, and I think what, no, I guess it's not his follow up to shape of water, but even last year when Nightmare Alley was coming out, I'm like, this next one's Pinocchio? Netflix Pinocchio? And from the moment this movie starts, I just shut the fuck up. You know, I'm like, oh, okay. You know, he, he clearly knows what the fuck he's doing. And I'm an idiot. So I need to, like, just obey, you know, obey him. And I... Dude, this fucking movie broke me. Like, I swear, I have never in my life cried harder in a theater. <laughs> watching a movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wasn't like full on sobbing or anything. Like I, I just had like, I, it just got to like a kind of a two minute period. Even after the credits, you know, came on where I could not, like, I just was still tearing up and I'm like, and all I could say after it was over, I was like, that was so beautiful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it is, uh, it, it, I think it's a near perfect movie. I, I would say it's, it's maybe a masterpiece. Um, yeah, I would agree. I definitely, I mean, I have a, 
few a few nitpicky issues with the film but i was really this i mean it kind of blew me away uh I, it's such a i mean it, it's just a, a a beautiful like lovely film uh and it's it's made with such like a there it, it's just so it's i don't know if it's my favorite del toro movie i'm a huge fan of del toro i think he's one of the best uh working right now um and uh i i think he just does such a great job uh, with kind of the, the tone, I loved everything the movie was doing visually and kind of uh, the music is great. Uh, Chow Papa is a banger, bro. Let's get that on Spotify, please. Um, and uh, the, I mean, the, obviously the animation is beautiful. Um, the character designs are so unique. Uh, the world that they build looks so great. Um, and the film kind of, there, there's kind of, kind of distinct, kind of not cha almost chapters in the movie uh, where they kind of go from certain locations, uh, and each one looked better than the, the last. And uh, kind of the, uh, the last like 30 minutes of this movie are pretty much like pitch perfect though, where it's like it's so, I, the, I had to like run, I, I, I was crying in the movie, and then when the movie ended, I had to like run to the bathroom, and because I saw the theater, the Adam was talking about the hallway is super fucking long. So, so I like it was like a fucking Olympic run from there yeah. to the because I was like I can't start bawling in the hallway I need to like get I need to be in a stall and I need to like breathe and calm down because it's such a I mean the movie and I, I too it's it's also the fact that this is a movie that is intended for children uh, is is also I think it, it makes it more beautiful the idea that a kid that this mo movie can be shown to kids and kind of teach kids I well, thematically what the movie's going for and what it's talking about is so. Uh, just, I mean, it's beautiful. I mean, I, it's kind of, I mean, I, we sound like him now where he's like, he's beautiful. He's a, uh, I love Del Toro, you know? He's awesome. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. I mean the, the whole movie, I would say the, the third act is really a try not to cry challenge. Mm -hmm. Um, cause if you're like invested in these characters and I, the thing is the best kind of cries you can have with the movie is the ones you don't see coming. Mm -hmm. Uh, because there is a point and I, I mean, I don't want to spoil it outright, but there's a scene where um I forgot Finn Wolfhard's character's name, but it's the Candlewick. The, Candlewick, yeah. He he's talking to Pinocchio like they're laying in bed, uh like across from each other because they're like they're at a uh, at like an army base and they're talking about like when fathers say things they don't mean. And mm -hmm. I did I swear to God I did not think I would cry during this movie. I've cried at like maybe one or two movies this year, and even then I like had like one or two like little tears. I teared up wiped it away no big deal but like that was such a like it was such an unexpected moment where i was like it just fucking hit me you know and mm -hmm. I, like a few tears just like went down my face and i'm like well fuck i'm like okay and i <laughs> and i just like i did like a heavy breath i was like <laughs> and then, yeah and I mean, uh, there's uh this movie's jam-packed full of stuff like that where you're like yeah. i mean there, i mean and also we haven't we haven't even mentioned sebastian j cricket fucking goaded oh character. my god are you kidding me yeah he, he fucking rules yeah i um I, i'm a big sebastian j cricket fan he uh he has a banger song at the end of the credits yeah uh, uh he he's fucking awesome uh ewan mcgregor fucking kills it uh in that role there's a really um, funny part where he goes um T pinocchio makes a decision that he doesn't agree with Mm -hmm. And he goes, no, <laughs> and it's awesome. And then, I mean, a uh, friend of the pod, Tyler, uh, he guessed, uh, they guessed it recently um, mm -hmm. for uh, Knives Out. Uh, they're big, they're a big Sebastian J. Cricket fan, too. So we got, there's a lot of support swelling up for Sebastian J. Cricket. <laughs> yeah, I, um, 
Sebastian J. Cricket Hive Rise Up is, I guess, what we're trying to say. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I I loved his character in this movie. I loved every character in this movie. Um, you get fucking Kate uh, Blanchett playing a fucking monkey. Oh my um, god, yeah, Kate. We I didn't even mention that. Christoph Waltz is in it. Fucking, I mean, and by the way, Bradley does a great job as Geppetto. By the way, Kate Blanchett. I'm not saying she vo- talks. She plays a talking monkey. No, she makes monkey noises. Mm-hmm. Like she, <laughs> it's just award-winning Kate Blanchett going, ooh, ooh, ah, you know, like it's just her doing that. There's. You know? a, have you seen the video? Yeah, I have. It's fucking amazing. That, put that in like the great. Put that in like the MoMA. Like what is it? That's like a so thank yeah. you. You know. Yeah. No, she's fucking awesome. Because I um, thought the first time I watched it, I thought she was playing uh the the woods the death and the wood sprite, uh and then I found out that it was Tilda Swinton and I was like, who the fuck did Kate Blanchett play then? And they were like the monkey, and I was like, "You're fucking kidding me!" And then no, I told I told Victoria that like during the movie, and she like whispered, she's like, "You're fucking lying." Like I'm, <laughs> um, but then again, it does feel like a bit, you know, like you're mm-hmm. like you know, Kate Blanchett was you know playing this monkey, and if you heard that like mid movie, be like, "Shut the fuck up!" Like, and know? how funny that her two performances this year are uh, Tar, which where she will probably win the Oscar for, and probably. a fucking. <laughs> 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 Also, um, Tim Blake Nelson plays those like uh, the black rabbits in mm-hmm. the afterlife. Heavy. Yeah, um, love those yeah. guys. Um, also, Tom Kenny is Mussolini, Mussolini in this movie. Mm-hmm. And he's the the ships guy. He's he does the. Oh right, yeah, he, yeah, hell yeah, um, yeah, fucking great cast. Uh, Ron Perlman, Jeff Turturro, like, mm-hmm. um, everyone in this movie gives a great vocal performance. Um. It's obviously beautifully animated, but also just like what it does with the Pinocchio story. Like you can, I, I'm, I don't know if this is also a hot take, but I think this is obviously far and away the best Pinocchio movie. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think that it's like, like, I mean, Robert Zemeckis should be arrested. No, literally found dead in my, <laughs> uh, maybe not found dead. I, I, I like Zemeckis. But... I mean, Zemeckis is kind of goaded, so no disrespect, but. You know, now that movie fucking sucks, though. And like, I, but, especially when this movie is as good as it is, it's like, yeah, you're yeah. what are you guys doing? Yeah, no, it, it's fucking amazing. And I think it. I didn't when I went into it, I was like, OK, it could probably maybe be the best Pinocchio movie. But I was like, you know, the, the original Disney movie, like the 1940s one. Great movie. I was like, yeah, you know, but damn like this is just so far and away the best pinocchio movie mm-hmm. because he's like the only guy to fucking do something different with it now granted i didn't see that like bullshit from 2020 uh i like the you know remember the one that got like an oscar nominations for some reason mm-hmm. what uh, the uh the one that the good uh, moose or bonito did yeah the one that like i mean i don't want to speak too much because i haven't seen it i bet it's i bet it's good i bet it's fine but i remember thinking it looked fucking creepy um when i roberto I saw, benini I'm sure it's good. I'm sure it's fine. I don't want to talk too much shit about a movie I haven't seen. But this movie is, like, just far and away. Like, it just, like, it, it makes every other Pinocchio look laughable. All, like, and it's not even just because, you know, Del Toro fucking, like, goes all the way with the craft. It's not just because he, you know, it's not just, like, for all these, like, other reasons. It, it goes for so much more. It's about, like, life and death and, like, and on the other movies, it's all about kind of like learning how to be human in a very artificial way. Like, you know, real boy, wooden boy, you know, these things, you know, it, it was, that's where, those are like trademarks of Pinocchio's story, right? No matter what iteration you're watching or reading or whatever, right? 
but he takes it like 10 steps further. He goes like full existential with it. Like he goes mm-hmm. like about like, what is the point of life if you can't die? Like shit like that, you know, mm-hmm. like it, and it is just so like, it, it is so heartbreaking and lovely, but also like moving at the same time. It's like, it, it's as equally depressing as it is optimistic and hopeful and beautiful. Like it, I I just fell in love with this movie. I think this is like so far and away one of the best of the year. Like it, I like I think this is like clearly like, I mean it's obviously the best anime movie of the year. I don't think it's a question. Like if you come at me with some like bad guys bullshit, I'm gonna like shoot you. But like I this movie is incredible. Like it is, I'm gonna say it, it's a masterpiece. I think it's a masterpiece. Mm-hmm. This will be fucking rules. Yeah, I mean, I think it's so, and he's able to find so much depth in the story, and it's 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 a story that you think would be tired that he makes he brings it alive in such a yeah. such a beautiful way. Uh, it, it's a really it's I mean if 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 he wasn't already one of the best working, he definitely is now. It's like this is just a, a not how many bangers. I mean, look at I mean the Shape of Water, uh, Nightmare Alley, uh, and then this. It's like what an impressive run he's on right now. Yeah. No, absolutely. It's a it's a fantastic movie. Um, if you haven't seen it yet, again, this one even more than the others. It's on Netflix, easy to stream. Um, yeah. Uh, and speaking of Netflix, we're gonna continue that trend. Bardo, uh, uh, directed by Alejandro Gonzalez and Uritu. Uh, I believe we are posting this on the 16th, and this movie comes out on the 16th. So if you're listening to this, it is on Netflix now. Uh, but Joey, I cannot think of a movie <laughs> you would not shut the fuck up about this year. Yeah, uh, Alejandro Gonzalez Iñárritu, who is uh, one of the three amigos with uh, Del Toro, so uh, kind of a bit of a, uh, a uh, you know, the, the, the homies are dropping movies in the same year. Quran, he's working on a miniseries right now uh, oh, with yeah. a, a seven-hour miniseries, but with Cape Lanchette uh, for Apple oh, nice. TV. So that should be really? cool. Uh, yeah, it's called. Uh, like it's it's like a, i think it's somewhat of like a like a like all the president's men she said type thing so oh, really? that'll be, that'll be cool. cool uh but uh in your uh he's returning after uh what has it been six years or uh, four or five years since um the revenant uh i know uh, and uh, before that birdman uh and after birdman he's kind of been on the top of, he's kind of been untouchable you know what i mean uh, yeah, I mean, one best director uh, two times in a row, uh, and I'm a huge fan of him. I think all of his movies are are some of my uh, are, I think they're all, all of the movies I've seen from him are, are nine out of tens and above. Uh, so I was obviously very very excited to see Bardo. Um, and it was kind of uh, this. Uh, he uh, when when Roma came out, uh, he kind of he wrote this uh, this piece about it, talking about how inspired he was by it, um, and how this mo- how Roma pushed him to make something about himself. So. I had been looking forward to this for a long time, uh, and uh, when it premiered, uh, it kind of had some dicey reviews, uh, kind of unfavorably comparing it to some kind of art ho- other art house movies. Uh, and there was a re-edit, uh, and I finally got a chance to see it. And um, uh, Bardo is kind of a somewhat autobiographical film about an artist kind of reckoning with their uh, place in their culture, uh, kind of, and as they're kind of split between two, kind of America and Mexico. Uh, and it's also kind of a uh, kind of a reflection. It's a wild movie, and I I fucking loved this movie. I really it, I was exactly what I wanted it to be. Uh, and it's I mean he this is like the shit that he does that he pulls off in this. I mean there, there's so many like 
kind of a, a similar to like a Babylon or a um, similar to Babylon. It's a movie where there's so the sequences are just like, how did you even do this? Like jaw droppingly good. And I, I, I think it's a really, I think it's a damn shame that this is probably going to be overlooked come Oscar season. Yeah, I um, I, I okay. So I can't talk about this without talking about me and Joey's beef. Yeah, uh, we got we got real nasty with one another. I all uh, so for context, all I said about this movie really at the end of the day <laughs> was that I didn't think the trailers were that like it didn't I didn't say it looked bad. I just said I wasn't like hyped for it, especially the way I was for like Birdman or Revenant. Um, but I was like, hey, I'm willing to give it the benefit of the doubt. Uh, Joey would, was not having it. Yeah, I uh, wasn't. I wasn't allowing that. I wasn't because there's I just the Bardo hype train. I had to keep it alive, man. I was just like, hey, man, I, I'm I, I am so confident in this movie that I'm going to pay out of pocket for it. And he said, buddy, that's not fucking good enough. And yeah. I uh, so whatever. <laughs> I saw this movie like a week or two after you did, I think. Um, I was amazed that it played for two weeks at Regal, at our, or at least at our Regal. Um, so I thankfully got a chance to see it in theaters. Um, and I uh, and also I saw this in a completely empty theater, which I have to say, I, I've been in like most, like almost empty auditoriums recently, but not quite. Uh, this is the first time in a long time I saw a movie completely by myself. Uh, it felt like a screener room. I get to watch this movie privately. Um, mm. And I got to say... I thought it was fucking awesome. Uh, I, there are just so many moments in this movie where I was like fucking taken aback by, like literally, like I was, I mean, I was reclined in a recliner, but I was just like, I had to like lean back. I was like, Oh shit. Like, it is just like, there are, um, I, I, it's hard to even talk about specifics. I also don't want to spoil anything about this movie, but you may think like, how can you spoil Bardo? And I guess you can't like narratively spoil it, but I don't even want to like, say specifics about set pieces because even the way they unravel like if someone told me any specifics about that before i saw it i'd be upset because like the beauty of the magic of this movie is really therein lies whether or not you know what the fuck is happening for most of it and i i admittedly i didn't know a lot about it going in you know and i thought that added a lot to it because i one of the best things about this movie was that uh, it has a big heart, and I wasn't ready for that at all. I did not know the movie was going to have this much. To, I mean, I knew it was about like culture and identity, and about you know profession and uh, art and versus family and all these things, right? I knew all this going in, but I did not realize it would be so. I I don't even know what the word would be, but like it, it's so sincere really for all of its like existentialism and all of its like kind of mysticism and its imagery and craft. Uh, Cause there's a lot here that is uh, even in has stated that it, a lot of it is meaning like it's very deliberately kind of hard to dissect for a bit. And it's hard. It's more about like evoking emotions being like a very literal interpretation. And the movie goes out of its way to tell you when things are not real, you know, there's a whole mm-hmm. sequence with his daughter where they're talking about dreams and reality, you know? But uh, there is a there's just such a like beauty to it. There are just so many like in very typical in your two fashion, long, long sequences in this movie that are just mesmerizing to watch in theaters or hopefully, you know, you feel the same way if you watch it at home. But uh, watching it in a theater, I was just like, oh, my God, this is stunning. Like there's a 
I'm not going to say anything specific, but there's a scene with a, on a talk show that's like mm-hmm. incredible, like one of the best things I've seen all year. Uh, there's like a scene on a rooftop after a party that is yeah. like, I mean, the party is great, but then the rooftop scene is like, oh my God, it, it's just like so amazing. Uh, there's a scene, I, I don't even want to spoil where they're at, but you think, you think he's walking through, <laughs> I, I, you think he's walking through a certain place in time. And I think you know what I'm talking about. In um, the Yeah, where it is are you talking about the I don't want to tell I don't want to say what it actually is because it's kind of a reveal in that moment where he actually is. Does he go uh, does he talk to somebody? Yes. Okay, then yeah. Cuz that's one too where it, it starts and you're like hey, what is this about? That's what is this the film is kind of comprised of there's not really a clear narrative here. It is kind of just a, we kind of follow this uh, director through kind of a couple days in his life, like leading up to a, receiving a like kind of a lifetime achievement award. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, we're kind of basically each scene is kind of a, like a, just kind of a, a meditation on uh, kind of a certain kind of aspect of, of, of this guy's identity. Um, and it is a kind of a, you, it's kind of, it is, it's fun to see kind of what are they going to be discussing here and how is he going to do it? And I mean, there's some stuff where it's like, this is really kind of like, you're really pushing it like as far, kind of almost like in a, like similarly to Babylon where it's like, why are you doing this almost? Where it's like, there's like a, there's like a, there's scenes with like kind of goofy effects, but uh, I think ultimately it all really, really works. Um, and the, the camera work is so, I mean, he's just like completely outdone himself here and it's like yeah. mind-boggling uh, some of the yeah. stuff he's able to do and i mean the the image it's kind of the film is kind of comprised of just these kind of just like it's just pure cinematic images it's just like oh it's over it's like breathtaking yeah the, the fact that this won't get like a production design and uh cinematography mm-hmm. not at the oscars is, is like, bullshit yeah fully um because this is uh undeniably like the like some of the best cinematography i've seen this year some of the best production design um and and you you know you say that about like the plot or like lack thereof maybe because you you, again you spend so much time with this movie like kind of wondering okay but like what are we doing and not necessarily in a bad way i mean maybe for some viewers it will be bad i was never like irritated by that i was like constantly just in this trance of like this is like kind of magnetic you know and then a turn of the movie happens and i think uh, you have to know what i'm talking about mm-hmm. where it just completely makes sense and it is like one of the best movie moments of the year where i was like oh shit that's what you're doing and i was like okay this is fucking great i'm like i already knew it was like it was like it was it was a great like everything that i saw so far was great but that moment where you realize what the movie's trying to do i was like oh mm-hmm. this is fantastic like this is one of the best movies of the year well, and... it kind of, it's something, it kind of reminded me of, because uh, it, it's a, there's kind of a clear moment in the movie where the film, kind of, because Inurito is a bit of a divisive filmmaker, even though he's kind of one of the more celebrated ones. Uh, he's he's divisive, and it kind of, it's similarly to the, the way, and the way the Irishman kind of feels like it's, um, it's existing, it exists, it knows, like Martin Scorsese is directing it kind of in the context of his career almost. And there's kind of stuff about it that kind of almost feels like kind of responses to kind of criticisms he's received over the years. This film kind of, it does kind of, cause in your regularly his movies are, they're overly long and they're pretentious and they're kind of show stuff. They're kind of, 
he's got a big ego and the film is kind of grappling with that uh kind of and then there's a clear point where the film is just like we're i'm not even talking about that anymore fuck that i'm completely i'm not i'm not even interested in discussing this anymore and it goes full force into just being uh surprisingly emotional i mean the first hour of the movie is not i didn't expect i mean you're watching it like i feel like i'm there's there's a great there's some kind of really emotional stuff in there but uh, the kind of the how sincere it gets near the end of the movie is kind of almost surprising. Yeah. No. Yeah. That's exactly. I mean, I already knew I really respected the movie and I really enjoyed the movie. But mm. I think that like, the, the the sincerity and the emotion that you're talking about that's that's what tilted me to like personally love it at the end. Um, and again, not to say it wasn't already great before that, but I I was just very moved by like the third act of this movie. Like I thought it was really beautifully done. Um, and then it just also, it's such a great, like, pinpoint of the movie, like the whole, like, last 30, 40 minutes of it, that it also, like, makes the rest of the movie better. And it, the movie's already good until that point. Like, it's also, it's already a great movie. But it really, again, it just lands in such a slam dunk of a moment that you're like, oh, wow, like, that makes the whole thing even better. And it's one of those movies that will, I mean, every movie plays different on a second viewing. But that this is a movie that a hundred percent like you will look at it completely differently mm-hmm. um, if you watch it a second time. Um, so I mean, is this another one of those kind of? I mean, this movie's it's only two and a half hours, so it's a long. Oh movie, yeah, it's only two like, and a half hours. Yeah, I mean it's long, but it's not like I mean we got Avatar and uh, Babylon yeah. out this year, so yeah. Uh, but it's it's a long movie, uh, and it, but it is another one of those kind of like pushing three hours. You kind of have to watch it twice. Yeah, uh, but I'm not going to complain. I this is another one, too, where I felt the runtime a little bit, but I really didn't. I really kind of thought it kind of flies by nicely. Yeah, I um, I didn't re- I felt the length, but it didn't bother me. Like, that's something I say often. Like, it, it's like I you can tell when a movie is going long. But if you're watching a very good movie, you just don't give a shit. Mm-hmm. And that's how I thought about this. Like, I, I just didn't care. As well, I was it's, it's, it. The movie kind of gives there are because the movie is kind of uh, is uh. I would say Babylon is crazier, but uh, it's kind of got like a the kind of it does have that quality to it where it's this kind of really crazy kind of over the top spectacle. Uh, but then I think the movie really wisely kind of takes a time to kind of calm down. Like there are kind of the movie kind of checks in with you a bunch and is like, I know that was really crazy, but we're going to just take a beat right here and let kind of two characters talk. Yeah, I am. Um, yeah, it, it's it's insane. It is so it's truly at the end of the day, unlike anything I've seen, but in my life, really, I was going to say like this year, but that's even a disservice. Like it's unlike mm-hmm. anything I've ever seen. Um, and I think I, I like this more than the Revenant personally. Like I, I wouldn't put it above uh, Birdman. Cause I think Birdman's kind of his goaded movie. I love Birdman. Yeah. Well, Birdman's one of the greatest movies ever made. So yeah, I I've seen a weird pushback against that movie recently, and I haters, I, haters and losers. I go full Trump on them. I don't give a fuck. What's well, funny because I <laughs> I and the thing is I more than anyone I should kind of not like that movie because it's kind of targeting people like me that like superhero movies. But like you watch that movie and it's like oh well this is just fucking awesome, mm-hmm. and it's uh and, and I I still again I prefer Birdman to Bardo, but I think Bardo is just. I don't know. I don't know if it's the Netflix of it all, but I feel like it's just, it's depressing to me how like, it seems like it's getting buried a little mm-hmm. bit. Like it, like I like, no, like, can we talk about it? Can we like try to, 
I said in my letterbox review, I'm like, I really think this is going to like get like a reevaluation in a few in years. a couple of years. I, ho- yeah. I I really, really hope so, because I think that I think the, the, the general kind of press around it is kind of skewing negative. Uh, and I mean, there's people yeah. that's what I mean is there's this huge contingency of people who just hate on this guy. Uh, and it's like I, I just don't know how many. I mean, even if you don't love the Revenant as much as uh, Birdman, it's like how many times? How many times can this guy drop something that's? I mean, I, he, technically, his movies have just keep are just getting exponentially better and better and better. I just can't. Yeah. And how lucky are we that Netflix gave this guy a blank check? Like it's. I mean, yeah. I, I know Netflix gets a lot of shit, but when you really think about like the movies we've gotten out of them, it's like I think that it, I mean, like The Kissing Booth Three is fucking worth it. I mean, we've gotten. <laughs> Fucking Pinocchio, Bardo, fucking um, uh, last year. I'm, th- I'm thinking of ending things and the power of the dog. And whenever you're ready to move on, I got the next one. Uh, yeah, I mean, also, I mean, they did Marriage Story and Irishman, and I mean, and then your favorite movie, The Year Blonde. It's like how many like we've got some real fucking. I mean, they've got like Netflix has got a fucking banging corner, and then also they've they got really another. Uh, speaking of Netflix giving directors blank checks, White Noise, uh, Noah Baumbach's latest uh yeah i i think that's a perfect transition because that this is a movie this is the most like blank check movie i think i've ever seen like in my life like it is so like uh director gets blank check and then he goes to director's jail for like 10 years mm-hmm. um because it, it's just so like this movie's fucking baffling in a good way i think um you saw this in theaters right yes i I'm a dirty little rotten boy. I saw this on a screener. Uh, so I, I didn't watch it in theaters, but I, I think I got the gist. Okay. Um, so I'm, I'm a big Bombach fan. Um, I'm, I don't think I'm as big of a Bombach fan as Joey thinks I am. I, cause I think Joey thinks I'm like worshiping at this guy's altar. The truth is I think Francis Haw is like one of the best movies of all time. And I love mistress America. Um, I like Merowitz stories. I like Squid and the Whale a lot. Um, like I, 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 he's just, but he's not like at like a, um, God, like a Villeneuve level or anything, you know? Mm. Like, it's he's funny not, that he wrote both of our favorite movies. Um, what is yours, Madagascar Three? Well, no, he wrote. Yeah, Madagascar Three is my favorite movie. Well, he wrote Francis Ha and Fantastic Mr. Fox. So did he really? I didn't know that. Yeah. So I mean, as much as I. I famously have a bit of a story. I, I, the second I watched, uh, while we're young, I think was the first movie of his that I watched and I fucking hated it. That movie is not good. Uh, and so I had a really sour, I would, I was like, I'm not going to see marriage story. I'm not going to watch Francis Ha. And then I really liked mayor with stories and I really liked the squid and the whale. And then I, I'd say Francis Ha marriage story. And I'd throw mistress America in there. I think those are all really, 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 uh, especially marriage story and Francis Ha. Those are all really, really excellent films. So yeah. he's, uh, he's certainly, a a director that he's, 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 he's a, you know, he's kind of just shy of an event filmmaker for me. Yeah. I, um, he's not quite, I mean, I, I guess he is an event filmmaker in the way that I, like, I will see anything he does, you know, he is one of those directors where like, I don't even question it. But he's not like at like a goaded level of like a Scorsese or, um, you know, like a Tarantino or anything. He's not quite at that level because I think he just has he has a lot of like seven out of tens of his caliber, you know, like he has a lot of like. But that being said, like when he really goes like, again, Francis Ha probably I'd say I don't know if it's my favorite movie of all time, but it's in my top five for sure. Um, You know, Marriage Story, like we said, fucking fantastic movie. 
he's just he's really talented and um this movie white noise is truly unlike anything he's ever done because i would say the one thing about bombach is that all of his movies have a kind of similar vibe like you you watch mistress america and you're like yeah that's the guy who did merowitz or you watch francis hall and you're like yeah that's the guy who did while we're young you know and they all have a very similar tone and energy to them white noise is unlike anything he's ever done mm-hmm. before this movie is insane. This movie is fucking wacky as shit. Um, I I really, really, really liked it a lot. I don't think it's like a masterpiece, and I don't think it's quite like... It's a hard movie to talk about, because there's a lot that you don't want to spoil about mm-hmm. it. And I, I don't think... I'll, there's some things that don't really work in it, but I this is one of those movies where, even though I have a lot of issues with it, I'm just I respect it so much yeah. for like being weird and cool and interesting. Yeah, it, it's 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 a it's it's like nothing else. There's nothing else really like it. It's yeah. it's it's it is it's definitely one of those like how did this get made type of movies because it's such a it's so it, I mean the money's on screen clearly uh and uh and and two it's got this great 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 cast um and it's a super weird plot and it's super like the characters are like it kind of exists in its own world and the characters are, are you, you kind of are at a distance from the characters um, until you're not. Uh, and it's yeah. there's, they kind of, they, the, the, the dialogue, it kind of, he does, he's doing kind of a, a, like a, it's like a, it's like Wes Anderson esque, but it's pushed like way further down the line with kind of the weird kind of, you know, character, every character is kind of talking in the same kind of tempo and voice. And they speak in this really strange way. Uh, but I, for, I, and, and, and two, the movie is constantly changing what it is, and it's it's almost like almost restlessly so, and uh, it's it's always, but the movie's always interesting and it's always engaging, and he's I, the cinematography is great. He does, yeah. he's got this, uh, he, he there's this shot that he reuses like three or four times in the movie that's just so so well done, and he's able to. It's nice that the movie does still, even though it is this kind of big, uh, it's getting compared a lot to Spielberg. Um, I, uh, I can, I can see why similarly to Nope, where Nope feels like a Spielberg inspired movie, but it still also feels like a Peel movie. Uh, I love that White Noise still does feel like a Noah Baumbach movie and it's still, he still does the kind of overlapping dialogue. He's still kind of, his flourishes are still in the movie. It's just, he's kind of opera, he's painting on a much bigger canvas. But I would say for the first two acts of the movie, I was kind of like head over heels in love with everything it was doing. Uh, and then in the third act, my, that's where all of my real issues with the film kind of arise. Uh, so I, I, this is a movie that I would, um, if the third act was maybe stronger, I would be a huge like cheerleader for. I'd be like a Babylon level cheerleader for it. Yeah, uh, I, I don't know. Like I'm not at that level where I'm like a cheerleader for this movie. Although I implore anyone that like, I, I most people to like watch it. I don't think it's a movie for everybody. And I, I do agree about the third act. Like I don't completely, I like what it's going for, but pacing wise, it is so mm-hmm. fucking like, it's like this, the movie really moves like no pun intended. Yeah. Like it is like the movie starts and it's really, you like, you, you have a kind of unsettling feeling about like what's happening. And then it kind of like uh, explodes. Like it, it just, and then from that point forward, it's just like, it's a, you just like go shooting out. Like, it's just like, from that point forward it's like non-stop and then it hits an angle where it's like it goes really slow 
and really quiet. And it's all meaningful. And if you're paying attention, you can understand why they're doing what they're doing. And I like what they're doing narratively, but I, you can't deny if, like, I can't deny at least that I felt this way. It definitely damages the flow of the movie. Mm-hmm. And I, and it definitely in, damaged my personal enjoyment. I still think it's a very good movie. And I think a lot of it, like it would be a lot worse. Like I would be complaining about it more if like I didn't think it was in service of something bigger. And I do think the moment the movie ends on says a lot, you know, like I think there it's I, like, I like the message it's going for. I like what it's trying to say. I've never read the book that this is based off of, but I have heard, uh, I think Tyler last week said that it, um, it takes a lot of like really big swings. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we talked to Tyler about it before I personally saw it. Um, but yeah, it's just, it, it uh, I think they said it's like a, it's, it's a big, it's, it's a take. Like you, you read the, the book and then you watch the movie and you're like, that's one way to interpret it. And I can definitely well, see that. I, uh, I, I will say that the, the author came out and said, he's very happy. He thinks it's a great adaptation. So he, he's okay. happy with it. So yeah, I can't speak to it personally, but I, um, but if anything, it made me kind of, it wanted me, it made me want to read the book and I mm. like the movie. And I'm curious if I read That's the book. The thing about the ending too. is yeah. I can see it working in a novel. I can see that because it is a, he, he does make like a really big kind of risky choice. I don't personally, I really don't know if it, if it, I think it's well executed and I like it. It's, it's, it's like a subversive choice and I, it thematically, it kind of makes sense, but I just don't, I don't know if, uh, if it, like you said, just the pacing of the film is completely, it, it's it, you know it, it becomes it 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 feels like it, it's a complete like out of no i just didn't like how out of nowhere it felt it really kind of is a, a huge left turn and it kind of i felt like a lot of the stuff that the movie was building towards was kind of abandoned uh, but yeah. I, again I, I maybe if i see it again i'll like it a lot more or maybe if i read the book i'll kind of understand the choice more but yeah uh, i mean other than that i think the movie i mean the cinematography is amazing uh the production design is amazing all the perform don Cheadle is incredible um adam adam driver is is amazing in this uh, i think he should get a nomination i think he's really really great in this really movie. great yeah uh, greta gerwig is awesome uh in this one all the kids are really really great um, that's big coming from joe because he hates fucking yeah i hate i hate yeah. kids and i love the kids in this movie yeah the kids uh, are the yeah, the kids are really great. Um, yeah, Don Cheadle's probably the goat for me. He, he's really fun in this mm-hmm. movie. I mean, um, he's so fun. I mean, and also, this movie's hilarious. This movie's got a really yeah. weird, fucking awesome sense of humor. Uh, I mean, Hitler, or Elvis is my Hitler. Yeah, great line. <laughs> um, there's also, like, a lot of visual comedy, which is something that I don't mm-hmm. think bomb like Bombuck is a very like dialogue driven yeah. person and to see him very naturally kind of flow into like visual comedy and also and, like, like slapstick it's like adam driver's yeah. getting like hit and fallen over and stuff it's like yeah a there's a bit with comedy the, there's a bit with like a bunch of cars like driving mm-hmm. and, and if when you watch the movie you know what i'm talking about and it's uh it's fucking hilarious like and that goes to credit you know to Bombuck's really great direction and also drivers uh committed performance i think he does you know not only dramatically but comedically he he seems very aware of the perfect balance of like um you know i don't know it's something like it's a good balance of like dramatic weight and seriousness of the material but also um he knows when to ham it up a little bit and he knows exactly what bomb box going for it feels like so um yeah no i thought he was fantastic i thought the whole cast was great um and i mean I, at yeah. this point too i mean if he's not 
the best guy working right now. I don't know who is. He's got Adam Driver has such an impressive filmography. Yeah, yeah, he's fantastic. Um, I don't know. I don't have a lot more to say about the movie. I think it's really good. I've liked it a lot. It's just one of those movies, and I've said this a few times this year. It's a movie I feel like I could potentially love on a second viewing, mm-hmm. but I don't really want to watch it again. At least not so soon after seeing it. It's kind of one movie that when you watch it the first time, you're like, okay, I'm good for a minute. Like, you know, I don't really feel the need to rewatch that for a while. Um, but it is really good, and I do recommend it. Um, I think it's on Netflix at yeah. the end of the year. Really awesome end credits. Uh, great LCD sound system song. I will say it's maybe the best in credits I've seen in like at yeah. least five years. Yeah. It's it, they're fucking amazing. Um, uh, yeah, I think, uh, so yeah, like I said, Netflix at the end of the year, I think it's like, I think it's on new year's Eve. It comes out, I think, or like the day before new year's Eve or something. Um, and yeah. And, and I think you might be able to find it in a theater near you. That really just depends where you're located. Um, cause you saw it last week, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so maybe if you're lucky, you can still catch it in that theater. Um, moving on from that, and this is our final movie of the night, The Whale, uh, directed by Darren Aronofsky. Um, this is an interesting movie because I feel like the narrative of this movie has swung a lot before we even saw it. Because I feel like we heard nothing but positive stuff mm-hmm. about it for months. And then within the last month or so, there's been a lot of pushback against it. And I feel like a whole discourse happened before the trailer even dropped. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, yo, I don't even know what to fucking expect at this point. Um, so I, we saw this, what, two, three weeks ago, I think. Um, yeah, I think I believe so. Yeah. And uh, we saw it together. Um, and we saw it exactly two weeks ago. Yeah. Ex- okay, cool. Yeah. We saw it exactly two weeks ago. And uh, I remember the movie pretty freshly. Like this is a movie where I, uh, it's, it stays in your mind after you see it like it's not a movie that you have any trouble remembering um so for a movie that has so much controversy and an acclaimed performance across the board from one of um i mean i love aronofsky i think he's a very talented filmmaker um he i wouldn't say he's like at a uh, in your two level of like discourse or pushback but i do see some people saying they don't like his stuff and i they're yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't personally get it because I I look at his filmography and I'm like, these are like mostly all bangers. Like, I mean, you have like a Noah, which is like fine, you know. But I think Black Swan and Mother and the Wrestler are all like undeniable movies. Mm-hmm. You know, and the Fountain too. That's another one. I I kind of I earlier this year uh, I did a kind of a binge of his movies uh, when this kind of was getting like when this was first premiering. There was a lot of hype around it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I went back through and I watched a lot of his stuff and I think I, he personally, he's one of my favorite directors. Um, I think he's, I wouldn't put him in like an S tier, but he's a guy that I will always, always, always see his stuff. Um, and I think he's got, I mean, Black Swan, Wrecking for a Dream, Mother, The Wrestler. Those are all bangers. And he doesn't have that. He only has like six movies. He doesn't really have that many yeah. films. Uh, Pie is also good. That's kind of a, it's like his I'm, kind of student film though. But it's, yeah, uh, I haven't seen that. It's getting an IMAX release this year. Yeah, but I, that, that, that was the thing. Oh, it is? Yeah, for the, well, I think he said he's trying to push for it uh, for the 25th anniversary. Oh, wow, that'd be cool. Or 30th or something, some anniversary, whatever anniversary it has this year. He, I read it, I read this on Reddit. It could be wrong, but I, I heard Aronofsky and a junket for this movie talked about him wanting an IMAX release. He's pushing for it. Well, that would be cool. It's a, it'd be a cool movie to see in IMAX. Yeah, no, I should Google it. Pi is coming to IMAX on March 14th, 
Okay. Yeah, I've never seen it before, so. Yeah. It's I've a, definitely going to see it. Uh, 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 Devin, uh, Devin's going to be jazzed. Uh, I'm going to yeah, check that right now, actually. <laughs> that's the one Aronofsky movie I haven't seen, I think. Um, yeah, I'm look, I mean, other than his short films, uh, I haven't seen that one. Um, but uh, but that, that was the thing, is, like, this movie had kind of, everybody loves uh, Brendan Fraser. Uh, he's kind of being, he's, he's getting a bit of a kind of a, a comeback with this movie. I think yeah. rightfully so. Uh, but the movie kind of he kind of is being painted as kind of this like, oh, he's this small bean. Everybody loves him. But uh, Darren Aronofsky has always been like a difficult filmmaker. So I was kind of anticipating the kind of the, the, there's kind of been that kind of uh, those two trains are kind of running at each other. I can't imagine the people who are like tweeting like fan cams of him like uh, in press junkets are gonna like love this because this is a really tough movie to watch. Uh, it's a yeah. really uh, it's it's a it's a super it's a heavy movie. It doesn't leave your um, it just it doesn't leave it, it it's a it's a it's a tough watch. Uh, but it, 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 Aronofsky kind of always is. But uh, I'd say kind of you were mentioning this. I think the strongest thing about this movie is that it's so it's just seared into your mind. So I'll never forget it. Like there and on um, there's Brendan Fraser has scenes that I'll never forget. There's shots I'll never forget. Like it's just a very realized film he just does a great he does a great job kind of bringing it to the screen uh and i have issues with the film i don't think it's perfect it's not my favorite aronofsky and i'm definitely not like rushing back to rewatch it but uh i think he i think it's like an undeniable like piece of work i think he really i i I think there's a lot to really really admire about this film yeah i um yeah it's weird for a movie that i think I, i this movie i think weight is a very sensitive topic um you know especially i was trying I, to be like cute when i said that either i apologize when i said it was a heavy film no 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 i know <laughs> i i was gonna say i think i think now in like the 2010s and 2020s we as a society have like been very we've become more open about people's like you know disorders or um issues with like eating and uh weight and you know uh i think we've come a long way in terms of like body image and all that stuff but we also you know we there's very clear biases and uh you know like all these things are very true and it's it's always going to be a sensitive topic i think and for uh you know when you hear all the discourse about this movie mixed in with like what its subject matter is and i've heard not great things about the play it's based off of i didn't really know what to expect walking in Mm -hmm. and you know after seeing it i feel pretty uh i feel pretty neutral on it like i like it I definitely skew positive. I don't really feel there's nothing about it that offends me. There's nothing about it that um, really bugs me. Even um, even the small like the the nitpicks I have about it, I don't. They aren't like grating to me. Um, Mm -hmm. I think this movie starts a little stronger than it ends, if that makes sense. Um, I, I like there's a few like there's a bunch of stuff going on in this movie, and I think the more characters it introduces and the more people he has in his like apartment i think the movie gets a little messier and less character focused Mm. uh which is that's kind of a shame when the movie is literally a character drama but that being said i think a lot of this movie rides and dies with brendan fraser's performance and i think he is just again take a shot every time i say this word tonight but he's undeniable in this movie he is Mm -hmm. so like you see that performance and he is unlike any, like, I mean, it's truly unlike anything he's ever done. And he, he puts so much 
like soul into this performance. Like he, he's a very um emotive actor. Like he he does so much like face acting with just like his eyes and his mannerisms that like even when he's not talking, he he can. Like there's so many like there's very few actors that can really encapsulate face acting perfectly, and he's one of those guys that like it's not even because normally if you know if you pitched this movie to me years ago without having seen it and you told me it's you know it's a character drama and the guy gets into like a fat suit and I'm like oh like you know that sounds bad but you know when you watch the movie you kind of forget about the fat suit really mm-hmm. you do like you just see Brennan Fraser. And well, that, that's the strongest thing about the movie. You really believe him as this character. It's a, that's yeah. a great point where you kind of – hearing about it on paper, you might think it's, it's, it's kind of done in a kind of a kind of poor taste kind of way. But it's mm-hmm. done – he's so – immediately you just buy, instantly buy into this character and this performance. Um, and I had never – I've never seen the Mummy movies. Um, and I really? Journey to the Center of the Earth, and I, I, I think – He's in Crash, but I'm really not familiar with him as an actor. I know him mainly from the Avatar pre-roll thing they do in the queue for the for the movie or for the ride. You mean the, the Mummy? Yeah, the Mummy. Sorry, I misspoke. Uh, yeah, the Mummy pre. I should have got my cup of coffee, but uh, so I was this. I mean, this is this is like a revelation. I mean, I think he's so. I mean, his voice, his his eyes. He's just able. He just does so. He does. So, I mean, it's. But that's the thing with this movie is I have issues with it. I think some of the performances are weaker than others, and I don't really know. I like, in theory, what the ending is going for. I don't think it's necessarily pulled off in the smoothest way. Yeah. Uh, and I, 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 and I'm ultimately, I kind of, there's some stuff that I'm kind of not uneasy about, but I'm not sure. It, it, it this is another one of those movies that you kind of have to. It feels like you need to give it a second viewing. But again, I'm just, it's, it's such a heavy, it's such a kind of a rough time i don't know if i'm gonna if i'm gonna we have the screener for it um and i don't know i'm just i'm not like jones in a pop it back in but like i'll never forget this movie like i i think we're gonna talk about this movie for like a super long time i think there is kind of an instantly iconic thing about it i don't know and it's the cinematography is amazing yeah and also we were talking i can't remember if it was before or after the movie but we were talking about uh, i think it was before because we were talking about like uh we we often bring up fences on the pod when we're talking about movies that feel like plays Mm -hmm. and that movie is a movie that i think i i I don't dislike fences i think it's an okay movie um i think has some great performances obviously but it it so feels like a stage play it has like no cinematic value um that being said, this is a movie that feels like a stage play, but like in a good way, like characters will like literally come and go like you're watching a play. Um, it, it feels like um, like the like his apartment feels like the stage, like they don't leave the location. It's a chamber piece. It's a character study. It feels like a play, but in a good way, because the cinematography is very striking um aronofsky does a very good job of pacing the movie that's one thing i was worried about was like the pacing of this movie when i heard about it and heard how it was i was like how do you really i don't know how do you make a movie in one guy's apartment where it's just him you know coming to terms with like his family and his health issues and all these things and it's um i think the movie is genuinely perfectly paced like i i don't think there's an issue in that department like i said that's good the direction's good I I think Fraser is like I said he's fantastic in this movie. I don't think that performance has been overhyped in the slightest. Um, I think Hong Chao is really good. Ty Simpkins, Sadie Sink. I like. I think they're all good across the board. My issue is, I I guess it's just at the end of the day. I mean, you mentioned the ending and how it you get what it's going for and you maybe even like what it's going for. 
and it just doesn't really stick that final note. And I kind of agree with that. I don't. I do got to say, there's the cut to black. Uh, there was a noticeable laughter in the audience when we saw it. Oh, was I didn't even notice? Yeah, I mean, I, I noticed a bunch of the other. I mean, we saw it in a press screening, so it was critics, but there were there were like chuckles. Yeah, I didn't. I, I didn't really care for the final shot of the movie. I thought it was kind of for lack of a better word goofy like yeah it's a little it's a little goofy they do there's like a without getting into specific there's a sound effect that's used and there's a kind of the 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 last like it just it's a little silly it it feels a little silly yeah yeah i didn't i didn't like that and the thing is i like the scene prior to the final scene if that makes sense like i like that i like what it does for the character Mm -hmm. um but the fine like the literal final moment is just so like it's such a movie choice and the whole movie feels like it's um kind of i don't know it feels like it's better than that almost and then it, mm-hmm. it can't help but do it at the end and i don't know like it's kind of like it's a movie that it crosses the finish line but like it also catapults there and you're like well that's kind of cheating and i don't know it just i i don't know like i don't know if every narrative thread completely worked for me i don't know if everything it's trying to say is fully sound or like if it fully pays off it's it's it's, it walks that tricky line where i'm like i don't know how compelling it is and i don't like the movie itself is compelling but i don't know at the end of the day everything it's trying to say if it's like the final message of it is compelling but like while you're watching it it's undeniably engrossing even if like the final part you're left with and the final notes and the final words of the movie i don't know those things are compelling and that's why i think the movie might have a little bit of difficulty because I don't think it fully sticks its landing. It's a movie that's unlike, again, unlike anything I've ever seen. I think it's a movie that I'll never forget. It has some really tremendous performances and some individually great sequences, but it's just not a movie that fully, it it doesn't just, it just doesn't pull it off completely. If that makes sense. But I still, I, I did like it enough. I liked it. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a it's an odd film. I mean, it's it, I wonder because Mother was a movie that I kind of felt a little similarly conflicted about when I saw it, uh, and now is a movie that I love a lot. So I I, I made sure to see yeah, if this Mother's one kind great. of ages in a similar way. Yeah, I, I love Mother. I, I, I the thing is I this is probably other than Noah my second least favorite Aronofsky, but that's not like saying it's bad or anything. It's just you know I love Black Swan. I love Mother. I think The Wrestler's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, Requiem for a Dream. Even though I Requiem for a Dream is very similar to this in my in my opinion because it's an it's that's another movie I'm very technically impressed by, but I like never want to watch it again. You know, like that's honestly Requiem for a Dream is probably like the hardest watch of my life. Like I I had mm-hmm. a bad time watching it, even though I was like this is great, but never show it to me again. Like never never put this in front of me again. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I I think it, it's it's a weird it's a weird movie. I think it gets away with a lot due to Fraser. And I think also there's been a little bit of talk about whether or not this movie is empathetic to its lead. And I think it is. I think it just has a lot of tough discussions with him. It has a lot of like a lot. I think I could see how like you would watch this movie and especially like Sadie Sink's character. Um, you, you could interpret that as like the movie being mean to the character and I don't really see that. I just think it's really honest with how, like, I don't know. It just felt realistic to me. And I, I like they're very hard conversations, but it's not for mm-hmm. 
no reason. And I think, and I'm not, I'm not trying to tell anyone how to feel like if you interpreted it that way and you felt like offended or like, you know, you didn't like the movie, that's completely fine. I'm not here to tell you how to feel. I'm just saying I went into it kind of expecting something because I just heard like really insensitive things about the movie going in. And I, I was kind of like, okay, I think it's more, um, I think it's more sincere and more uh, mm. thoughtful than people are giving it credit for, even though I don't think it completely works all the time. Yeah, I think too. A lot of the, I mean, it is there. There is some. There, it's it's. I I, I don't think the film is. I, I agree. I don't think the film is mean spirited. I think it's just honest, and I think it's uh, kind of the 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 things that are. I mean, the with with like Sadie Sink's character and stuff like that. I think that's that's an authentic portrayal of of a, of a type of person. You know what I mean? And it's yeah. like not a. And it, it's also clear that the character is not. There's more depth to the character. Sadie Six character is not just a kind of a, uh, like a one-dimensional kind of antagonist. She's a very, very complex character in her relationship with Brent. There's like a lot more going to kind of simplify it to that, or to to kind of simplify it to that is to ignore a lot of the context of the scenes and the conversations and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I um, I I really I don't know. I like it. I, at the end of the day, I like it. I think it, it's a movie that it, it's very tricky. It's a movie that won't be for everyone. I can completely mm. understand both sides of the coin. I can understand being completely moved to tears by this movie. Yeah. Friend of the pod, under- Rico, texted me that this is one of the most beautiful movies he's ever seen. Yeah, and I, I get that take. And I also understand people that feel kind of uh, like they're not fans of it. And I, I'm pretty comfortable in the middle of that train. Like I, I wasn't really for, by the movie itself, I wasn't necessarily that moved. Uh, I, you can't help but feel a little bit for, uh, or quite a bit for uh, Fraser's performance. That's just kind of an undeniable thing. Um, and overall, I'm just kind of, uh, I, I feel neutral, but leaning towards positive at the end of the day. I think it's, it's a good movie. How about that? That's I cool. uh, I think I like it a lot more than uh, you do. I th- I think it's kind of a must see of the year. I I do think it's a must see. Like I even though I don't think it's like great, I think it is a must see if that makes sense. Like I you you should not end the year or put together not because I think it will make a lot of people's top fifteen or top ten or whatever, but it's just like this will be present at the Oscars. I think you know like it's this is a movie that. It is one of the most unique and interesting movies of the year, and that's undeniable. And uh, you should definitely check it out. So, uh, I don't know. Any final thoughts? Um. Yeah. I mean, Aronofsky, hype, rise up. Brendan Fraser, hype, rise up. Uh, he's in the new. He's in the new Marty movie, and then he's doing. Uh. He's in the the Palm Springs follow up. The guy who made Palm Springs. Oh really? I didn't know that. Yeah, it's him and uh, Peter Dinklage, I believe. Really, I did not know that. Yeah, it's called huh. Brothers. I will have to see that because that I love Palm Springs and I love those guys. Josh Brolin, Glenn Close, Taylor Page. Wow. Let's fucking go. Let's fucking go. Yeah. No plot either, so that's cool. That's that's what I like to hear. Um. <laughs> all right. Uh. All right. Where can everyone find you online, buddy? You can find me uh, hyping up Bardo at Joseph underscore Solomon on most platforms. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Adam underscore not Sandler. Uh, you can follow us on the pod or uh, on the pod at AOK pod on most platforms and uh, aggressivelyok.com where we're writing reviews for everything we see. So if you don't want to wait for the pod, uh, we write reviews near weekly and also for TV shows. I, I've been reviewing a bunch of TV here lately. Um, so 
yeah, definitely check out the website and uh, also my other podcast, Millennial Canon, where we are through Chris month. We have one more week left and uh, boy, oh boy, are we ending with a doozy. So uh, check that out. And uh, yeah, until next time, gamers, keep uh, keep watching movies and uh, tune in next week for our uh, God. What do we have next week? We have Oscar predictions, the best of the year app, and uh, also our Avatar spoiler review will be up. Uh, soon too so check that out it actually might be up when you're listening to this so check that out if you've seen the movie all right Mm -hmm. bye gamers peace